These are the times that we're that we're fucking living in, you know, trying to figure yeah, Oh, dude. look at that. Now you're back. That's great. What is I'm up, back, Bible baby. Buds? We are we back. back. We back. <laughs> yeah. We doing this thing like super virtual right now, you know, being responsible and whatnot. We also have a guest on who uh, lives in Seattle. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. First time bringing a guest on. Rob, you want to introduce yourself real quick? What's up, buds? I'm <laughs> Rob. That's about all I got. That's perfect. Um, guys, this is like one of my favorite people in the world, though. This dude uh, is uh, <coughs> its cousin. It's my cousin. You know? Full it's, disclosure, uh, it's cousins. I'm very stoked that you are our first guest because uh, I feel like you will have a lot to offer on this, uh, this conversation and uh, definitely will have... Uh, a unique take, I think, on your uh, your experience doing some uh, some Catholic school and shit like that. Hell yeah, yeah, man. I also feel like this is like a lot of stuff you and I haven't ever really dove deep into, like your actual like upbringing, going to school Word. within like a Catholic yeah. school and whatnot. So I'm stoked about that element of it as well. That's probably true. I feel like we talk about a lot of shit, but. It's usually about like what's going on and like ideas and shit, not so much like the background of like, because when I was in Catholic school, we weren't really, we were in different parts of the country doing different things at different ages. Yeah. So, so. what, what is your, like, what is your full background? Like, because before, yeah. before we get in, before we get in, let's just, I, you know, just, I, I got to know how to pray for everyone this week. So can we just check in real quick? Just a quick pulse check on on how everyone's doing out there. Oh, absolutely. I cool. guess we should start a- with our Andrew's guest. L- yeah, let's start with Andrew's you, Rob. like the Andrew's like the cop of the show, which I appreciate. <laughs> he's he's keeping everybody in line. Um, he's the less the stoned worst, one of us usually. That's the worst compliment I've ever received. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I tell yeah. my girlfriend she's a cop all the time because she always asks like asking me shit that a cop would ask. <laughs> yeah, me, she's you investigating know? you. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's start um, with you, Rob. How, how are you doing? How was your week? I'm hanging. I'm just, you know, I'm splitting. I'm literally just either at my house or I'm at my girlfriend's house. So my circle is like six people wide right now. Sure. I've seen like six people over the last, like, s- since I got back from a failed tour. Um, yeah. So we for had like a all month. our. Yeah, yeah, we had all our shit canceled. We got back to Seattle and just like haven't been doing anything. So I'm hanging though. I mean, like I I I've been recording a lot of drums and practicing a lot and uh so, you know, I can't complain. It's something that I actually am really enjoying having all this time and space and like n- nowhere to go. I'm not I don't really get stir crazy if I can't leave the house cuz I just can keep I can just play drums and play video games back and forth and back and forth all day. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I just don't want to die. You know, I don't want to kill anybody. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but if, you know, shit happens, you know what? It's crazy times. So uh, I'm just playing it safe, trying to shower a little bit more, you know? Um, hey, that's yeah. good. How, how do you, because uh, you, you play in this band High Pulp, you guys have been grinding, working hard. You obviously have this big tour canceled for 
the band for the most part you get to go out and like do a few dates but like the big the big stuff ends up getting canceled so like what is the even the communication look like within the band right now and like is everything just kind of at a standstill or we're doing a lot of remote ideas um i'm recording like a bunch of i have a bunch of like concepts and stuff that i've been like working on just from a drum perspective that i've been wanting to bring towards the band so like we're sort of writing our third album and i'm just sort of you know laying down an idea i I think i've put up like 15 of them because i have all we do all of our recording at my house so i have the whole mic set up at the house right now and it's just permanently up and i'm just cool here's an idea here's an idea here's an idea put them up put them up and then they go into the the drop box and then somebody else will lay something down so we're trying to write like that a little bit, but it's basically just like generating little like nuggets. You know what I mean? We can't really like go go super deep on like song structure or like nuances as much as you know we might like to, especially given the distance. But you know, it's a good time for just like for keeping the ball rolling in some way. You know? Um, yeah, forcing you to be creative in a different way. Yeah, and also just forcing me to like just be in the shed and just practice, man. I've been so in, I've been enjoying the hell out of practicing, you know, just like oh yeah, and recording myself and being just like, whoa, this I sound like shit, <laughs> you know, like I need to I need to practice this more. I need to practice by myself because it's like you get so caught up in playing shows and uh, gigging and whatever touring and shit that you know you you get pretty good at playing like your songs in the band but then like you sit down and you're like trying to express yourself in that moment on the drum set in a new way and you're like ah this isn't translating so you know that's always been my favorite thing to do is just practice so i've been really enjoying getting to practice you know yeah man you're just you're like disciplined to practice like to me has always been like this testament to your passion for it like you're always the dude that like if i'm gonna see you for a few days you're coming down on a trip if you're staying at my house for more than a day or so like your practice pad is something that's and your sticks always seem to be on you you know and you i'm gonna seem to like bro (laughs) you carve out that time though you know yeah even when you're in relax mode it seems like you know it's it's like sort of directly it's directly connected to my sense of worth and happiness you know what i mean yeah we've talked we've talked about that (laughs) yeah it's just like i'm just like what am i doing you know for sure and it's an endless hole so you know yeah i i love it so i'm doing that and i'm starting a record label but that's another thing oh yeah yeah right on so that's what i've been doing well i wore i wore the same adidas track pants for six days in a row um did you change your underwear I did change my underwear regularly, and I was Every showering. Um, regularly is an ambiguous term in this, and it was sense. as and it was meant to be. Um, yeah, uh, probably not every day. I don't think it was necessary, um, but as needed. Um, <laughs> if, exer- if exercise was involved or if sexual activity was involved, then yes, underwear was being changed. Um, what counts as sexual activity? Uh, 
not me fiddling my own diddle. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Another person involved. Not any um, of those sins. Yeah. Me and me and my girlfriend. Um, yeah. So it, it was it was an okay week. I feel like I. Uh, yeah. I I sort of am trying to lean into. Uh, I haven't been doing as much music stuff um, lately, and that's sort of been bumming me out. So I'm sort of forcing myself to kind of get back into it. And, uh, yeah, just been like, you know, I bought a couple, like, college courses that I've been sifting through. And I took a, a mixing lesson from a friend because I really don't know a whole lot about mixing. And so that was really awesome. And it's crazy to say this, but, like, I'm FaceTiming people a lot. And I was pretty mm-hmm. pretty opposed to the FaceTime thing, uh, well, <laughs> until last week. And now all of a sudden I'm, like, all about it. Uh, I think if there's one thing that I take away from this whole fucked up situation, it's going to be that um, FaceTiming and Zoom meetings and whatever are actually, like, a really great way to keep in touch with friends that don't that you don't live near, you know? So I have all these friends that are all over the country, and... It's like I caught up with a friend last night. We FaceTimed, I shit you not, for six fucking hours. Yeah. We just hung out just had and got hang. we just hung out yep. and smoked weed and got drunk together and caught up and like <laughs> laughed and like at one point I'm in my kitchen just like making dinner and just we're just chatting and like like yeah, it was just like a hang. It was sort of it was a it was a virtual stand in for him being in my house hanging out. I was just chilling yep. in my living room and I was like, you know what? I should, yeah, there are people that I love enough that, like, I should be doing this with them, you know, minimum, like, once a month or something. So that's a cool takeaway for me from this week um, is sort of, like, just, yeah, reconnecting with some old friends and sort of feeling more comfortable with this whole virtual hang situation. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Isn't it weird when you're doing the virtual hang and then you, like, hang up and your friend's not there anymore and you're, like, it felt like this person was there, but then you, like, forget <laughs> that you're on a phone, you know Yeah, what I mean? for sure. And, and then, then you're, like, bro, like, like, yeah, like, this person didn't, like, walk out of the door yeah, and go home. just disappeared. Like, they were just not, they just left. They were just gone. For sure. Yeah. I will say one other thing, one funny thing that happened today um i had a job interview of of all things amidst all of this someone reached out to me uh this company in new york so i had my first phone interview with them and this interviewer was like pretty rude and i kind of chalked it up to just being like you're in new york or whatever but like she (laughs) cut me off multiple times and the first one was she was just like yeah so i'm just curious like why you even responded to this right now with everything that's going on and I was like, oh, you know, honestly, uh, I, I've been in the job market, but, like, uh, I put it on pause with everything that's happening, and then this came across my inbox. It looked like a very interesting opportunity. Uh, definitely am, like, very qualified for it. Uh, everything that the company does, you know, is, like, it looked just as, like, this whole new world that, like, I didn't know existed, and I'm interested in learning more. And um, she just cut me off and was like, yeah, obviously I wouldn't have reached out to you if you weren't qualified. <laughs> I was like, Sheep. that's how the interview started. And I was like, you're like, thanks. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. And then at one point too, she was like, uh, towards the end, we started talking about compensation. And I was going to say like, well, my current earnings are in the range of, you know, here. And I would like it to be in the range of this. But I, I just started with like, well, my current OTE is, and she cuts me off and she's like, don't tell me what you're currently making. Just tell me what you want to make. 
<laughs> and I was like, damn. Like, it was a lot of that. So that was an yeah. interesting experience just being on a on an interview where I was like, I'm pretty sure that person really didn't like me right out of the gate. Yeah. Or or you just like that's just how they, they interact with the world. Maybe. Maybe. You know. She was in a rush. She was in a rush the way that only someone in New York can be in a rush. You know, yeah. she's trying to even get through during, her questions. Yeah. Even during a global pandemic. That's right. Yeah. She's in a hurry. It's like still in a rush. So I can never live in New York. Anyways, Daniel, how was your week? You know what, man? I feel like I'm kind of like living this different world than all my friends and family that are quarantined pretty heavy because I still am going to my, my day job every day. Sure. That's and, fucked, bro. And not only like, yeah, and going an extra day now. So, you know, like doing a six-day work week, shortened hours, like for daily operations. And, you know, we're doing the no contact thing. So I feel like pretty good about that. We don't we don't come in contact with any customers. And I don't know. It's just interesting, you know. Like I'm, I'm just kind of going to work every day doing, doing the thing, which I guess is it's kind of nice that I have something to do with like six hours of my day. And I'm not stuck at home necessarily, but also I, I want to be stuck at home also. And, yeah, it's and hella be, productive, man. Yeah, I feel like I would I would be taking advantage of it in in productive ways, but uh, I'm trying to take care take advantage of the extra extra hours I have every day for sure. You know, just been sure. messing around, doing a lot of just recording like a lot of a lot of DJ mixes, trying to do a DJ mix every day and mm. things like that but also uh yeah just trying to like check in on people too you know this is a, a wild time and uh not everybody is is built to uh survive the coronavirus it's uh it's it's a brutal world sometimes and like i don't know man i'm just like checking in on people and like making sure that my communication is strong with my my people and my friends and shit and like people that i haven't talked to in a while you know making sure shit is good and whatnot you know Shit's bananas, man. Yeah. Shit is bananas. Very cool. Other than I that. Was, yeah. I was reading today that coronavirus, if controlled, might wind up having 100 to 250. I read American fatalities. Yeah, 100, 100 to 250,000, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> That's insane, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, but... Do you know how many Americans died in the Vietnam War? I do not. 60,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this is like, I mean, obviously the population is bigger, but still, it's a big jump. Yeah, it's yeah, a fucking I mean, quarter like, of a million might, people. You, you, you might be at four times the Vietnam War, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just crazy, and that's why it's like, you know, that's why... I, I have asthma too, so I'm extra just like you know. <clears throat> yeah, safe no, about I've, it, I'm, but I'm, I'm on that too. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just on that like train. man, like might as well play it fucking safe. You yeah, know? no reason not it's to. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and it's crazy how like people in America have have dealt with it or not dealt with it. Like Florida, they just finally put that shelter in place in today. For yeah, sure. A like, little late, Florida. little hella, late. Hella pastors, you know, are, like, still doing their super church services and, sh and all that. Shit like, is wild, man. That's fucked. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, like, okay, all right. Like, 
<laughs> all right <laughs> fuck <laughs> meanwhile people yeah. are like forcing mandatory quarantines if you come into their state and shit we're pretty much on yeah. on lockdown from going to different states unless you want to be under some sort of mandatory yeah quarantine yeah. in most places and at like, least that you enter well, now so why why is anyone trying to go to a different state right now you know like yeah. everybody like and that's the thing like we might be in this for another three months so like you know like find something to do start yeah a zelda. lean in lean yes. in you start, say a zelda start a campaign. zelda yeah man <laughs> uh pick up an instrument like yeah something just that's whatever. why yeah that's why i bought you know I've been trying to learn more things, so I'm not just like fucking melting away on the couch with Netflix, because that's not yeah. sustainable. So you watched Tiger King, though. I did crush that this weekend, Fuck and I was like, yeah. you know what? I can only watch. I can only do this uh, two days. This can be a part yeah. of my life for two days, and then so no more. So I was like, I just, we're, we're gonna watch the whole thing in two days, and that's what we did. That's and what I gotta say, those, those first five yep. episodes are just fucking madness. I mean, yeah. I get Even why the people. Sixth. Yeah, yeah. The I just seventh, get, the seventh is like the wrap up, but like yeah, all, it, from front it was, to back, it's just. I thought it was a weak wrap up, but overall, super enjoyable and like, what an amazing escape from reality. Like, no Dude. wonder the whole nation was just like, "Fuck yeah, Tiger King! This show's amazing." Because I, I was watching it and I was like, "This feels literally like like you can't write this. It feels yeah. like it's a mockumentary. It feels like a fucking Christopher Guest like." this is spinal tap situation or best in show or whatever yeah. but it's not it's real and like the most endearing character is a fucking real life scarface like uh, <laughs> yeah. it's insane it's insane yeah it's uh if it was a fiction it would be bad because it would be like completely over the top and right. unbelievable <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah dude yeah i will Wrong. say an interesting comment about that is like obviously all these fuckers are in like florida or oklahoma or whatever and like you know joe exotic is um wearing a fucking like cross around his neck or whatever but he keeps talking about he keeps talking about karma 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 yeah. and just like from a spirituality perspective i'm like that's so interesting that you like are holding these other kind of religious ideas um and clearly, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to me that, like, culturally you need to be – feel that you need to be wearing a cross. Uh, I will say there was a quote at one point. I don't know. I think it might be Doc that said it, who – that dude is fucking bonkers. But Yeah, he's my least favorite Jesus of everything. Oh, he's Christ, so – he makes me crawl on my skin. But he said yeah. at one point, he goes, there is a god. Her name is Karma, and she has a sick sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's a fucking killer quote. So that's what I took away uh, from that. Yeah, Rob told me about that the other day. He was just like, "Dude, you need to crush this. Just like crush all seven hours. Just do it. Just like." Did you do it? Uh, I did it Friday and Saturday night. Oh, um, yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, dude. What'd it you was, think? Yeah, it was. It was unreal. Um, it's bananas, bro. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I saw somebody posted was that uh, just like the aftermath. You know, Carol Baskin thinks that she's going to expose this dude as being this fucking dirtbag motherfucker which he you know he which is, he is. Yeah. um but also like more she more what husband. happened is that like now everybody thinks that she's a murderer <laughs> so I do too, and just like completely backfires <laughs> on her dude yeah and yeah. they're obsessed with it and they're getting all these phone yeah. calls and these t these like tips to the police and yeah. shit just keeping them yeah. busy 
I love that note when the, the, the lawyer was like, never in my 26 years of being a lawyer have I ever seen, you know, in the case of death or disappearance. You know what I mean? And and, and it's like in in the, the husband's like will or whatever. And it was like, because usually it just says in the case of death, this is what right. happened. Or disappearance then, was the yeah, yeah, specific yeah, verbiage. He yeah. was like, I've never seen that shit. And then like whatever, his estate and his trust and all that, like went over to to carol like 90 percent of it or whatever and then yeah man i don't know that's just crazy the world the world's crazy hey sure. carol's goofy ass husband though dude howard i don't like i don't howard. like him at all he's so I, I ridiculous sorta, dude i don't like him at all so fucking I think that, funny i think that she has him like on some drugs she, like, he <laughs> eats out of a dog bowl on all fours that's what he does so yeah. like, i think that i think that she like puts some like you know um fucking what's the drug uh some valium or something yeah you know like she's like giving him valium every day he's a little drugged up yeah that makes sense yeah cool. dude Tiger well, King. Well, we could we could go on for we could do a fucking entire series on Tiger King. That shit is there's a lot to unpack there. But let's dive into uh yeah, Rob, let's dive into like your like you know, you and I talked a little bit before we started recording just about kind of just whatever you want to talk about. I think Dan and I are both are interested in your experience with with growing up in Catholic school, but yeah. Um, wherever you want to start or whatever you feel is a natural starting point, I think just go from there and I'm sure we'll, we'll interject with questions. Please do. Um, it's so funny. I've never, this is like the first podcast I've been on where somebody was just like, we just want you to talk about like your life, you know? <laughs> sure. I'm like, whoa. All right. Uh, I haven't done that for a minute. Um, yeah. I feel like this will be fun for me too, because like, I feel like when I was really going through the shit and like, you know, do working on all this mental shit and just like putting together the pieces of, you know, the aftermath of my Catholic life and shit. Um, I think I thought about this a lot, but like, that was like now, like 10 years ago. Sure. So I haven't really reflected at all on it. Um, not too in depth so please jump in whenever and uh you know um yeah questions cool. or whatever um but yeah i don't know i mean me and me and dan both have a very religious like catholic uh set of grandparents on our mom's side yeah <clears throat> i don't know what your what your dad's parents are like uh my dad wasn't very religious you know, cool. he's he's Jewish, but he and he went to like Hebrew school growing up bro, and whatnot. You're but half Jewish. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's but, crazy, but my dad, bro. my dad never uh, really practiced the religion. Right. You know, right, it's not right, it was right, never right, really right. his thing. And uh, since, you know, our grandparents were Catholic, my mom wanted to raise me Catholic. But she's right. actually the one that would make it important that we talked about some of the the judaism stuff and we like practice you know like we would do hanukkah and stuff to just uh, I, I had no idea about that yeah That's but it crazy. was wild dude because after my parents got divorced like we didn't do hanukkah anymore because my dad didn't really he didn't really care so much about yeah offering that to me because it wasn't important right. to him so i don't think he thought it would be 
anything well, that I just sort of like cared about. Maybe fake. it'd be a weird thing to like put on somebody if you're like not really about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it would be probably what my approach to like if I had a child right now, I probably wouldn't. God forbid. Necess- yeah, God forbid. No shit, right? Yeah, this this shit has me being like, nope, no, no kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was anything um, that tells you not not a world to bring a kid into. It was this. Yeah. I had a nephew born on Friday though, so. Oh fuck! Shout fucking out to a. nephew. This dude's nephew an uncle. Bless up. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, dude. So, you know, I didn't really dive deep into that. So my dad wasn't putting anything on it. And uh, right. Yeah, I don't know how it was with you and your parents and what like how religious either of them are um my parents so that's the thing it's like it's sort of interesting because like so my dad also wasn't religious at all like you know like and my grandpa wasn't religious at all i didn't really know my grandma on this side on my dad's side and um so like you know like we would go to mass like every week and like my dad wouldn't he wouldn't even go get communion you know what i mean yeah Um, but he would still show up he would still go yeah he would still show up and he was like one of like four people that would just like stay in the pew the whole time you know Mm -hmm. um and then you know 10 years later it was just me and him standing in the pew (laughs) you know uh but we'll get there but you know, and I don't. My mom wasn't really super, super religious either. Like, it's more mom, of like a cultural thing. Yeah, like I think that there's a lot of a lot of like, especially like baby boomers. Like that generation has, like, because I, I think that they were raised with people that are our grandparents' age, and that uh, that like the the religion, and in my case, Catholicism, is just sort of in the water. And it's just like sure. the way that it's the way that you see the world, you know what I mean? Um, so it's not necessarily like it's just like a given, you know what I mean? Right. It's this like, is how we. This is what we do. This is how we raise our children. Yeah, and it's not even that like there's other options that like you can choose between, and it's also not that it's like militant like super militant because i don't really think that our grandparents were like super militant like no this is what you must believe they're both de- I think, like devout catholics and they yeah. you know they really like are members of their church and their community yeah. and stuff but yeah, yeah it, it it never felt militant to me and that's not what was right. passed down to me neither to me you know exactly and i think that what was passed down from them to like our parents was just sort of like a just like a like a view a world view you know what i mean go to church like on just, sunday yeah it just incorporates these things it's like be a good person go to church on sunday blah 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 you know yeah and um so i was sort of brought up in the same thing where like religion was sort of like a really like like we didn't pray before every meal you know what i mean like we same. didn't do any of that um we didn't wait even you have went to you meals. went to mass every week and you didn't pray before every meal yep yeah that's neither, uh, that's very interesting I. to me yeah. yeah um but uh also it was just did like, you go like every sunday or were there was it like exception like was it not that big yeah. of a deal if you missed a week i mean we went we went most Sundays, but it wasn't that big of a deal if we were a little late or like especially like as we got a little older if we like left right after communion. Yeah. Which was like that's like a hella funny like 
thing is like okay we're gonna we're gonna go to church but like we gotta get the communion and then we can leave right after communion it's like why are you okay why like do right. you actually think that this piece of bread like like you know like how yeah. many things go how many things are going unchecked you know what i mean like or or unquestioned if you're like if you can like only sleep at night if like you got the communion and then you can leave after that you know what i mean it's like you know, so it's just like, it was just sort of interesting, but I was like sipping the Kool-Aid like a lot and because I didn't know anything else, you know what I mean? Like literally what age, every, what age are you sipping the Kool-Aid? Um, I mean, so I went to Catholic school from, I was age six to fucking 18. So I went all of everything sure. K through 12. Um, and there were two different schools. I went K through eight at one school and then, uh, nine through 12 at another. Was and, it also uh, though, because those were like the best schools in the area too? Was that like a part of it? Yeah, I, it was definitely a part of it. I mean, but I mean the neighborhood I grew up in had great public schools, you know what I mean? For sure. And like, so, you know, I, I think that there did, was that. Did you go to a Jesuit school? No. No. Okay. Um, that would have been cool, but I sort of did actually in a way. Cause like, so basically my religious upbringing was like K through K through six. Um, religion is just like ubiquitous with life. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like in, in a way that's like, it's not, there's nothing in, in, in an interesting way, in a way that it's like, I'm not like one of those, like I wasn't raised in like one of those, like, boston catholic upbringing where it's like fucking militant shit and like the parents are like checking how long the girl's skirt is and like you know if you're gay your dad's gonna like kill you or some shit you know what i mean right like it wasn't like one of those crazy intense like catholic upbringings but it was just it was actually sort of like really really passive but it was also really important at the same time it was sort of like if you were like a fan of a sports team or something it was like oh uh -huh. we you know, you're a Mariners fan because, like, you're from Seattle. You know what I mean? And, and we root for the Mariners. And it's like, you're right. Catholic because, like, you're in this family and, like, you're just yeah. Catholic. We're just on know? Team God. We're on Team this Jesus. Is, this is just what we do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, you know, we're not going to pray before every meal or whatever, but we are going to go to church and you're going to keep going to Catholic school. And my parents raised me in a really, like, bland, and I mean that in a non-good and not bad way. You know what I mean? Like, they just raised me in a really bland environment like i wasn't really introduced to much music i wasn't really introduced to any religion much like i wasn't really introduced to like movies or art or it was just like it was just like classic 90s suburbia you know what i mean sure Amer american suburbia like i've reflected on that a lot like why like i think i'm the way i am now because and i'm really thankful for this my parents gave me a fucking blank canvas you know what i mean sure and to go figure like, it out for yourself yeah and and i was like okay cool that's 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 interesting and but you know when you're going to catholic school like there's no such there's no really no such thing as like a blank canvas you know what i mean especially when you're going to catholic school and um you know these ideas start getting put in your head and whatever and but it was it was all cool and then in seventh grade uh you know when you're going to school we're wearing uniforms and we have regular mass and all that and yeah like uh, prayer every day and stuff Oh yeah, yeah, every day, every day. Um and you know, in Spanish class you're learning, you know, uh all of this the prayers in Spanish, you know, like 
just all of that. But like my school was like pretty chill as far as how the shit went. We had a cool priest. Um, and, uh, then in seventh grade, I had this like liberation theologist uh, teacher. Andrew, are you Catholic? Did you grow up Catholic at all? No, I grew up in sort of just like more like American evangelical Christianity. So. Cool, man. Fucking brutal. Yeah, um, the worst kinds. <laughs> the worst kinds. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's real. That's real shit. That's like, that's like strip mall religion, you know? Yeah. That's um, like literally the church I went to in high school was in a strip mall. It was a mega yep. church that was in a strip mall. <laughs> So, um, seventh grade, I had a liberation theologist teacher who was a pretty fucking badass dude. And, um, liberation theology is like Oscar Romero, um, is like a, probably the most famous liberation theologist. And that is like super left, super liberal, super progressive. Um, obviously with the exception of like fucking abortion and all the bullshit that Catholics can't get over, but like very much like oriented as far as like social justice and, um, right. You know, all that shit goes. Yeah. I think, I think there's a weird misconception for people who aren't Catholic and thinking because it's more sort of, I guess, Orthodox in general that, Mm -hmm. um, it's the most ass backwards, but that's actually not true because like you're talking about right now, the most, uh, I guess, prominent Catholic theologians, and and I, there's different camps, but there's a ton of like very progressive theology yeah. within Catholicism that yeah. one is very inclusive, but two is also, um, yeah, just v- way more philosophical and like accepts right. the Bible as something that's maybe not super literal, and um, yeah, it's just sort of like it's it's primed for more kind of mysticism and it's also right the the catholic church has been historically like open to change and accepting new paradigms like the scientific method they had to like fold that in a little bit when the enlightenment happened and uh american evangelicals like evangelicalism like at the most extreme forms are like nope earth is six thousand years old and you're just like what no it's we know it's not we know it's not yeah yeah Yeah. anyways no, exactly. I mean, I think that Catholicism does leave room for mysticism and there are Catholic mystics and there are like fucking badass, like crazy motherfucking Catholic, like, you know, monks and, and, and saints and shit that just like, you know, lived with nothing except for a rag, you know, around their waist for sure. like 60 years. And like, that's, that's cool. But so like, yeah, I was tell introduced, us more about this class. Yeah. So I was introduced to, to my guy. David Lester, who was a teacher in fucking seventh and eighth grade of mine, and he and 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 remind remind you that this is like my life is a blank fucking canvas. So like, I don't know, like I don't know what abortion is. You know what I mean? I don't know what like, uh, you know, like any. I don't I don't know what anything is, and like this teacher wasn't really bringing up abortion to some seventh and eighth graders, you know, that's like, that's high school shit. And, um, so I sort of just got this idea in my head that like Catholicism and religion and being, being down with Jesus was being a fucking punk rock motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, it Mm. was just like, like, like we were writing letters to George Bush 
like literally in class like my teacher had us writing letters to george bush being like we need to get out of the war you know and like we were writing letters to phil knight being like nike needs to stop using sweatshops and all of this yeah some real activism yeah like to me that was like pretty heavy you know what i mean because like i was i was just sort of like you know i was always like privy to like how shit was fucked up in the world you know what i mean and like you know like that sort of is the blank slate yeah we would go to the city all the time and see hella fucking homeless people and you know i'd start to notice how so many of them were were like vets or were people of color or how like you know like whenever I learned that women were only allowed to vote however many years ago, like I wasn't stupid. So I was able to put it together. And then I was like, okay, this thing like religion right now is the catalyst for like, like me to really believe in like making a change, you know what I mean? And, um, and, and there was, there is something, and this is the thing about like, the like drug of religion there is like that's the kool-aid you know what i mean like you feel good because you feel like you're doing it not just in a vacuum like like you know to try to like make the world a better place but like to like for like eternal salvation of like everybody you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. um and you know i didn't really know anything other than it so i was like yeah man i'm fucking super down with Catholics, you know, I'm super, I was like, I am Catholic. And I remember when I was in like maybe eighth grade, like I would like go to church on Sunday. Like my parents wouldn't even go, you know what I mean? And I would like ride my bike to church. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I would like miss the Seahawks game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, cause it's like Sunday at 11. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to church, you know? And, um, it just really became a part of my like identity, you know. Yeah. And then I then I got to high school and uh, shit started to hit the fan. It was a little bit more of a conservative high school, and I started to sort of like, you know, like get hip to some of the bigger issues and um, basically just like, I mean, like seventh and eighth grade in my life, whatever old you are at that point, like thirteen, twelve, fourteen, twelve. Yeah. That was, like, probably the most, like, pure um, uh, bliss of my entire life that I'll ever, I I think probably that I'll ever have. You know what I mean? Just a blend of, like, innocence and wonder and, like, identity tied to something very, very solid. Yeah, just, like, just, like, conviction and just, like, being, like, oh, like. I know, I know where this is going. I know what this is. And like, you know, that's, that's, that makes sense is like a nice, you know, young, naive thing. And I'm really thankful that I got to experience it. Sure. Um, but it also means that the fallout was pretty heavy because it was like, Oh fuck time to have your earth shattered. You know what I mean? Your, your mind blown. You were sold this other thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, you motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? For sure. You know what I mean? That's how I felt. I was like, you fucking pieces of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, like, like, how fucking dare you? You know what I mean? Like, you're, like, the to, like, use this thing that, like, is sacred to me or was sacred to me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because 
it, it's not that it wasn't, you know what I mean? Cause it was what it was to me, you know what I mean? And then you realize that it was just all a fucking like lie, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and you go to the school and like, you know, oh, we're trying to have a pro-choice club at the high school, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> an after school group and, and they're like, the priest is literally just like, no, you're not allowed to have a pro-choice club. I'm like, okay, fucking fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, okay, great. And then, you know, at the same time, like, you know, I was at this rich fucking high school, man. Was so rich and just like, you know, the type of shit where like, you know, people are getting Audis, you know what I mean? Like for their birthday, their 16th birthday, you right. know, like, which is like insane. Un- unfathomably rich and then like people would fucking crash their audi and then their parents would buy them a new one you know what (laughs) i mean and like people are still going to church on sundays and you know they're just like literally just like felt like robots to me or like worse than robots because like it was like it was just like it was just like it was like a mixture of just like being like like really mad that this existed and really disgusted and also sort of being like man like damn like you've already like died basically you know yeah. what i mean yeah, it's how yeah. i felt and like you know You're i'm living dead i'm a I, I i'm i was young and fucking fiery and still might be and shit i might be a little extreme but like you know i'm a product of sort of like all of this shit and you know um basically like <laughs> like in in like four years time I had like shit like the, you know, you can't go to, you can't make a pro-life club or pro-choice club. Um, I was forced to write a paper that was pro-life. Um, so I wrote an anti-death penalty paper, um, but it was still bullshit. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, what the fuck, you know? Um, Did they accept that as like a, as a alternative to... They you know. did. Okay. Yeah, they did. They were did. you? Uh, were you also they didn't starting? Want to deal with me, bro. Were you huh? also starting to like identify with other people that were on these like similar wavelengths and having yeah. any discussions with people about this shit? Well, a huge moment for me was probably when I was in eighth grade, and I got a book from basically this dude. This sort of like uh, at at that time he was sort of like a father figure slash big brother figure um and i just consider him like my big brother now murph my guy that i i used to build tree houses with and shit yeah um he gave me this book when i was in eighth grade and he was probably like 27 or something he's probably the age that i am now he gave me this book he gave me pieces every step by tick not han and uh that was the first like encounter with any sort of like non-christian religion uh, that I'd ever had. And yeah, that's more of like an Eastern Buddhist type spirituality yeah. perspective. He's he's a Vietnamese Buddhist, and um, that book just fucking changed my life when I was like hella just mind blown. You know what I mean? Right. I was just like, whoa. And it was cool because it wasn't like he was like necessarily like it, it was a mixture of like him, op- like that opening my mind and also reaffirming my mind. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I was like, oh, this thing that I've been like trying to find in the dark of my consciousness, like already has a name and it's like a different thing. It's not fucking Catholicism. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, 
so I, yeah, I mean, I started to get get hip to that stuff. I started to read like Kurt Vonnegut books and just like sure. hella hella books that were just like really challenging. Just like all of these like ideas that are just fed fed to us. Yeah, and sort of and just like the nature of religion in society. Like Kurt Vonnegut is very much just yeah. like sort of along the lines of like yeah, like religion is like the opiate of the masses type thing. Like he's sort mm-hmm. of a student of that philosophy a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when I was in um uh maybe sophomore year, I was in health class where they're, you know, preaching abstinence and all that, and I was in the back not listening. I was just reading Cat's Cradle and in that book there's that religion that Kurt Vonnegut made up called Bokanon. And yeah. uh you know, it's like and it's funny cuz like that was like the first Kurt Vonnegut book I ever read. And I didn't know anything about him. And um, he was talking about Bokanon, Bokanism or whatever it was called. Yeah, Bokanonism, yeah. Yeah, Bokanonism. And I was like, I didn't know it was fake. And uh, I was like, dude, this sounds tight. You know what I mean? I was like, bro, these people are like touching the bottoms of their feet together and having spiritual practices and shit. And, um, And then, you know... I figured I, then I, you know, I kept reading the book and I was like, okay, well, you know, I didn't know anything about. Sure. You're, you're about a kid. Vonnegut. You're a child yeah, reading I'm this 15, book. 15 that's a, years that's old. That's a heavy uh, book. By the way, not the first time that that book has made an appearance on this podcast. I've talked about Cat's Cradle and Bacchanalism before. So shout out to Kurt Vonnegut, man. Yeah. Um, One of my faves. And side, side tangent. I, I learned about Kurt Vonnegut because of Weatherbox. Um, oh, the band yeah, from dude. San Diego. Dude, no. What's crazy is my buddy AJ plays bass in Weatherbox, which is really no shit. Yeah, what a small world. Okay, so when I was like 15, we my band that I was in with my guy Nick, we played a show opening for Weatherbox at the Bellevue Ground Zero Teen Center, uh-huh. and, and there were like three people there, and um, it was like the first like legit band we've ever played with or whatever we'd sure. ever played with, and um. Maybe I was 16, and um, the, they had this record called The Cosmic Drama, and the artwork on the front of it is just like a flip on a Kurt Vonnegut um, uh, book cover, and that's where I was like, oh, I love this artwork, and then I somehow traced it back to Kurt Vonnegut, and I was like, well, if this is an influence for Weatherbox, like, I want to read this book, you know what sure. I mean? And so I read that book. And it just fucking blew my mind. And then I was like, oh, Bokanonism is real or whatever. And I was like, oh, wait, it's fake. And if it's fake and it meant something to me, what the fuck does this say about religion? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, well, like what does for... this say about like this shit just being like so like, you know, it's like and, it, and that's not just to, that's not to knock shit in a vacuum. But it is to just say like where I was, I was just like that was really vindicating because I'm like, man. I could make some shit up right now. And like, like that's the whole point of this, if, right. of, of, of Cat's Cradle. It's like, I could just make this shit up and it is the opiate of the masses. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, yeah, just to give some people some background on, on that book and, and, uh, Bokanonism, it's, it's basically like this relig this made up religion where the prophet has said that this is all made up. Like that's the start of, of the book of, of Bokanon is like, None of this is true. Mm -hmm. And then, so basically it's this religion that everyone is accepting, uh, is agreeing to accept a lie, essentially, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so that they can assign meaning to their life. 
um, mm-hmm. which is a very, very poignant commentary on religion in general. Um, and a really some heavy subject matter for a 15 year old. I think I was in my twenties the first time I read that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a lot to wrestle with. Um, anyways. Yeah. Put it yeah, on the I mean, Bible buds reading list, baby. Yeah. For real. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I was reading, reading Vonnegut and, um, you know, I had my guy Clarence Davis, still a great friend of mine. So, I I can almost not express enough how like suffocating the environment was in the high school that I went to. I like I didn't really kick it with many people, you know. I kicked it sure. with my girlfriend and like my bandmate and like maybe two or three other people, like maybe um and especially by like, you know, junior and senior year and um we would always have football practice from five to seven and then the girls soccer team would have practice from three to five. And so I would have two hours after school. I wasn't doing any fucking homework. I fucking hated homework. And, um, I would just kick it out, you know, by the field. And I met this guy, Clarence, who is the security guard. And Clarence is this fucking, very well read maybe i don't know fucking 300 pound genius giant dude huge fucking heart um from virginia from the south and from just like a super conservative religious family Mm -hmm. and he's just like he was just like the black sheep that's what he said And, and him and i would always hang out and talk about philosophy for like two and a half, two hours, you know, from three to five every day. We just talk about philosophy while I was waiting for football this practice. This is a seed of like an incredible fucking coming of age movie, by the way. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and I mean, so good. Clarence. Bro, I'm going to send this podcast to Clarence because Clarence is still my fucking guy. Like I'm not in touch. I'm literally not in touch with anybody from high school except for like two teachers. Wow, you know, players come out to like the shows and shit. Sorry, one teacher and Clarence, the security guard. Yeah, Yeah, Clarence comes to the shows. Bro, Clarence Clarence. is yeah, he's the big homie, and he's fucking smart as shit. And I felt like I found some solace in him because I was like going through all this shit, and I was like, dude, are all these people fucking brainwashed? And he was just like. Yeah, brother, it doesn't get better. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Clarence is dropping the reel on you. Yeah, and I was like, damn, you know? I was like, damn. And he was like, you're an artist, Rob. It's going to be a lonely life, but you're going to find some, you know, you're going to have a good, you're going to have, you know, some good meaning. Yeah, there'll be some richness there. Yeah, I was like, all right, thanks, man. I'm fucking like 16. (laughs) But But it clicked in. It's clicked in, man. And I was just like, you know, it's like, yeah, dude, like, fuck. Like, that's, that's real. And... You know, so me and Clarence, man, those are like huge moments in my childhood. In my, I guess, high school, it was like just like. Is that the dude who who dropped Vonnegut in your lap? Well, it it, it might have been him that showed me that the Weatherbox cover was oh, a Vonnegut right, cover. Right, right, that was Weatherbox. Because it, it came from Weatherbox, but, but he might have been the one because I because him and I used to text each other about music or e- email each sure. other about music and be like, "Yo, check this out, check this out," because he was a huge jazz fan, blues fan. 
you know, all this shit. And uh, I was like, yo, I'm listening to Weatherbox. And he was like, this is a Vonnegut cover. And then that that probably is how it happened. But What else did he introduce you to just in terms of like, obviously this this other kind of philosophical approach to to understanding the world but like what any other specific things that that jump out at you um i remember the sparrow you know that book i do not the sparrow um he also hipped me to a lot of like poets and like we he he really hipped me to a lot of like economic shit and just like you know like like fr- he was the first time I ever heard democratic socialist. You know what I mean? I was like 15 and he was like, I'm a fucking democratic. So he didn't say oh, I'm a fucking, he was like, I'm a democratic <laughs> socialist. And, uh, these motherfuckers are crazy. You know, and that's probably sure. what he said. Sure. And, uh, I was like, what's that? You know? And, you know, um, it was just a lot of that. And, and, and it was sort of funny. Cause like I was, I was hanging out with him a lot. And then I was also hanging out, with one of the religion teachers, um, I won't disclose the name because I don't really fuck with him anymore because <laughs> he sort of, because of blah, 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 you see. But I was sort of like, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, really hungry for like worldview and knowledge. So and at like, this point, would you consider yourself a Christian still or like a Catholic still or are you sort of, no. that's been broken open? That broke open probably when I was like a sophomore, freshman. Okay. It was just but sort of like. But you're still like on, look hungry spiritually for something. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, it just felt like sort of against my shit to be like, I don't know, the whole abstinence thing. I had a, <laughs> yeah, man, I had a teacher that was like a history teacher that I love. And he was like, don't you think abstinence is sort of fucked up? You know, and I was like, "No, with I've never a, really." With a boner in your pants, you were probably like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I was like, I was like, bro. I was like, I was like, no, I don't know. You know what I mean? And he was like, "Do you really think you want to wait until you marry somebody to see if you have like sexual chemistry? You know, if it works or something?" He said, "You know." Yeah. And granted, like remind remind you, like this was like probably a pretty inappropriate conversation to have. Like Super with, like, inappropriate with yeah, the student. Absolutely. Yeah. But and it was like, you know, real. he was like an older yeah, he was a, and, and that's the thing. Like I was like, bro, like you're being a father figure to me right now. This is good because like, you know, and my pops is is my both my parents are great. I love them both, but like they were never gonna talk about sex with me. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> like, I have the same relationship with my parents where it's like the really real too awkward the real conversations, like they don't wanna have those. Yeah. They really don't yeah. wanna have those. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm floating around figuring my shit out by myself and you know, this dude, this teacher comes up and he you know, he doesn't come up, we're hanging out after class or something, because I was always way cooler with like I had a I had a knack to figure out which teachers were on their fucking bullshit and which teachers I actually wanted to talk with. Uh-huh. And you know, when we were hanging out after class and the shit somehow it came up and he was like, "You know, do you think that that's really like what where it's at, you know?" And I was like, "I had never thought about that, you know?" And I was like, "But in my head, you know, I was like, if this is how you're bringing it up, like I was like, you you must be right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this is fucking dumb, you know?" And so, you know, you know, at that point with that shit and also just like the pro-life bullshit and just the fake 
people like I, I never read The Catcher in the Rye because um, it was I, I didn't read any of the books that they ever assigned because I had authority issues. You know what I mean? And I hated to be told to read the shit. But yeah. uh, the way that the dude in The Catcher in the Rye thinks everything is phony that was like really resonated with like me in high school and through college of just being like, and I think it makes sense because I think that again, it it all stems back to like feeling like I was lied to, you know what I mean? Like feeling like duped or embarrassed or whatever the word is or the emotion is just like probably a mixture of all of it. But, um, yeah, I'd shed that, that, that Christian thing in probably sophomore year, but junior senior year i was talking with one religion teacher and with my guy clarence and the one religion teacher we would meet you know at fucking seven in the morning or some shit before school um and just like talk about shit because he was like into mysticism and poetry and he was like down he was down with certain religions and shit um but uh you know he then basically was like one morning he was like the only way like for you to get what you want is through prayer you know and i was like what you know like yeah (laughs) have you i was like have you been like i was like what and he was like the only way to get what you want is through prayer like the prayer is the only thing for you and i was like bro like i'm not here to be evangelized you know what i mean like like (laughs) the whole point of me talking to you is like because like i'm trying to like figure my shit out like in in confidence that like you're not gonna manipulate me you know right. what I mean? Right. And it felt so like manipulating to be like, yo, I'm going to, we were talking for like fucking like months, you know, we probably met up like, you know, every other week for fucking like however long just to talk, talk about shit. And I was like, bro, you had a fucking agenda this whole time. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is just fucking typical. You know what I mean? And I was just sort of done with it because I was just like, what I sort of realized then, I don't think I knew it that I'd realized this then, but I think I felt it. And that's why I just really was just like done, done, done was I was like, this dude needs this thing for his way to understand the world. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And there's also, it's to me, it seems like there's a little bit of a power dynamic there. Yeah. No right? doubt. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. There's a hierarchy and you know, like, in a way it's also like you know i knew that this dude liked me and was cool and like you know he's he's fucking putting throwing me a bone being like here like fucking like be my fucking prodigy or whatever like you know what i mean like yeah luke i'm your father type shit and i'm just like dude fuck you you know what wait I mean? so this prayer dude he was the same dude that told you like abstinence is fucked no, that was a different teacher. Okay. That was a cool. Okay. That was a cool teacher. Because <laughs> I was like, that would be a weird 180 for the abstinence dude to then also be like, but but pray about it too. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like the thing is I think that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that is um, thrust upon people that are really like inquisitive, 
you know what I mean? Sure. If they're brought up in a in a in a s- environment like this. And then the last thing, I'm I'm just going, man. No, I, like you're I said, great. I have oh no, fucking, this is perfect. Yeah, bro, I haven't thought about this shit for so long. Um, and another thing that just popped into my head that I haven't I haven't thought about forever was uh, I was at a camp. I was a camp counselor at a camp. Um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't a counselor. I was a uh, I was like I was like basically the piece of shit that cleaned the toilets is what I was. Sure. Literally. Like like our job was to clean the toilets and like fucking dish crew and whatever. You know what I mean? We weren't we were like staff but we weren't counselors. We didn't get right. to do anything fun. And it was a it was a fucking Christian camp, you know. Um not a Catholic camp. It was a Christian camp. And uh but it was the camp that like we all grew up going to like at the Catholic school over the summer and like just it was just like big big Christian camp and um <clears throat> I didn't even know it was Christian until like until I was like there when I was like 15 or 14 or whatever mm-hmm. um which is funny cuz it's, it's like you know uh, yeah man shit's just crazy it's like what is Christian about this camp except for these crazy fucking people. Um, but we went, we had a retreat. It was like, it was like a week of camp, of camp shit. And then a week of retreat and then another week of camp shit. Yeah. And on that week of retreat, it was us and some of the counselors and, uh, the counselors were like overseeing us. There was like maybe three of them or something. And, um, I remember one of them, when we were going on like a hike or something, this is when I was like 15. This is actually probably the breaking moment because like 12 months before this, AKA one year uh, before this, I had uh, been given that book, that Thich Nhat Hanh book. And uh, I was questioning shit and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then this dude, I think his name was Rusty or something. And he was like, we were walking and he was like, singles me you know like i'm I'm walking alone or something um and he like comes up and he's you know we got a 20 minute walk or whatever still left and he's like how's your relationship with jesus and i was like what you know what i mean like because like to me like that was never like the way that shit was worded in sure in my liberation that's theology very, school that's very evangelical to yeah. talk about your personal yeah. relationship with Jesus like he's your fucking boyfriend. Yeah, and like that's that's and that's what I imagine when you say when I'm talking about like strip mall like Christianity and shit, like evangelical sure. like suburban Protestantism, like like that's like a whole another game, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is. And, and I I grew up in like a a version of that that I think is um not nearly as insane, you yeah. know? Like it's it's a it's milder. But it's still a lot, like, when you talk about your personal relationship with Jesus, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, like, yeah, this weird kind of wording of things where you're like, the fuck? Like, especially looking back on it. Yeah, it just feels so manipulating, you know what I mean? I was like, the same thing. I was like, what? And he was like, how's your relationship with Jesus? Like, have you accepted Jesus as, like, as Lord? And I was like, bro, like, and I remember this this is i guess is telling of where i was at the time because i do remember saying to him i was like yeah i think that jesus is 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 cool i'm down with jesus i'm down with the buddha i'm down with uh you know 
Mohammed. I'm down with whatever. This is you, you know at I mean? 15? Yeah, it must have been 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, that's a cool response to a question that's basically like, hey, are you in the cult? Yeah. And I was and I was just like, fuck you, dude. You're not cool. You know what I mean? Like all these because that's the thing, dude. That's the thing about all this fucking like like young life shit and this shit that's like like fucking like camp counselors that have the the gauges and like a fucking fitted hat and right, like right. are fucking cool and hip is like like they just it's just trying to get you in the cult. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And like. I didn't think that that was fucking cool. You know what I mean? I was like, this is because I was already a little pissed off. You know what I mean? Because right. of all this other shit. And I started thinking for myself. And I was like, I was basically just like, okay, like, if like this is a religion of like, uh, that is representing a God that I want to believe in, uh, would I want that? god or that religion to be like literally backing me up against the wall saying are you down right or like a jealous lover not. yeah i was like no fuck that and he was like you know he was like you know fucking john which we'll talk about john 316 or whatever like god's jesus is the only way into heaven blah blah, blah. and i'm like okay like I, I that was because i already i mean i really always have had a disrespect for like or not a disrespect but like i don't ever i've never had like inherent respect for like older people that are older than me or like authority and like that's gotten me into trouble a lot and shit but like (laughs) that's also like been so serving to me because this fucking cool guy with fucking cool hat and the fucking ear piercing or whatever was like bro are you down with jesus and i was like i'm down with a lot of stuff and he was like uh that's not good enough you know and he specifically was like you know the only way into heaven is through jesus and i was like so you tell me he's the gatekeeper and this was baby. like yeah and i was like this is like probably a year or two after my grandpa died uh that was my my dad's dad the house that i'm living in right now i'm literally recording this right now in my grandpa's room and my grandpa was my fucking my guy and was a better christian than any fucking, you know, most of the Christians that I know. And I told sure. him that. I was like, so you telling me, Rusty, you fucking piece of shit, are telling me <laughs> that you know for a fact that my grandpa is in hell because he was not baptized? And he was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, and you think the Dalai Lama is is going to hell? You know what I mean? Right. And he was like, yes. How old do you think this cat was? Uh, probably like somewhere between 25 and 32. Some sure. Shit, you know? Yeah. Just co- Mid-20s, early 30s. Yeah. Just, yeah. And just, of course, like a white dude like that like is just like It's feeding his ego and shit, dude. Yeah, like he's probably like from Malibu. Yeah, right. Like, he's you know, out here being like, "I'm saving motherfuckers every day." Yeah, yeah on yeah, these yeah. walks. Abs- yeah, absolutely. He's and got it's some like, banging girlfriend. Yeah, of course, but they don't bang. Who won't but maybe suck they do. Dick. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, she'll it, touch it, just, it, but she won't. That's it. Anyway, that was a trip. That was a trip where I was like, really, just like, dude, this is a fucking, this is like a fucking cult, you know? 
And, like, of course, like, on the way back from, like, the week retreat, like, two of the fucking kids on the retreat or whatever had, like, like started dating or whatever. So they were, like, literally, dude, I remember being in the fucking bus coming back or the van. It was, like, probably, like, a 12-seater. And, like, in the back corner of the bus was just, like, these two, like, 15-year-olds just making out for, like, literally, like, three hours of the drive. Yeah. And they, and they were allowed to do that because it wasn't, like, fucking or anything like that, you know? So it's, like, I'm just driving back with these, like, three crazy fucking people that were, like, the counselors. And then, like, one dude, like, randomly fucking tore his meniscus or some shit on the trip. Dude, and then, I just like, have, a, I have a quick aside <laughs> that I, I have to yeah. interject with. Uh, I remember being on a mission trip in Mexico, and my girlfriend at the time, we were all in, like, 12-seat passenger vans, like, probably, like, three or four of them, and my girlfriend at the time gave me a handjob underneath underneath a blanket as she pretended to sleep on my lap. Wow. Um, And then I also did this, like, I also got her off. Wow. Uh, underneath this blanket in a van full of people there's no way that people didn't know what the fuck was going on like how dumb were we that we thought that we were just getting away with this that's um, sort of cool though I, I don't think that that's a bad thing that you did that i think it's cool i don't it, I, have, uh, I have no shame around it i have no shame yeah. whatsoever it, it just fucking it, it is what it is am i oh. being too skeptical about fuck. me believing that at that age you actually got her off Oh, that, that's a that's a fair question. Um, the reason that I think that I did is because, and and this is going to be very like this is very embarrassing to admit. Uh, I was probably sixteen at the time, and I think that was the first because we talked about it after me and my girlfriend. Hey, hold on one second. Rob's phone died. Oh shit! He's just gone. So he texted me. Let me see what he says. Oh, okay. You might need to bring him back to the 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 phone call. He just said to call me on the computer, like try to call him again, and it should hopefully shoot to his. Uh, what, he's still we're recording. Back. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, it Perfect. took me a yeah, while I'm to figure so, it out. So, just to be clear, still I, recording. I was asking. Yeah. Cool. To answer your question, um, though, Daniel. Rob, did you hear this question about this orgasm? Nah, um, bro. I, the reason, I didn't hear anything. Andrew was talking about something, but it wasn't. Right, let's an cycle orgasm, back here that's for sure. Okay, um, let me just retell the story, and then Dan, you All can right. interject with your question. So the story is that I, uh, I was on a mission trip to Mexico, um, and we were all in these like twelve passenger vans. Oh yeah, I heard this, um, and yeah, you got, you got, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got I got a hand job from this girl and like under this blanket, right. but I and also I just got asked her Andrew off under the blanket. If I was being skeptical and, uh, and then in thinking like in believing him that he actually got this girl off at this age as a as a a male boy, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. Which is such a f- yeah. it's such I'm a not fair even trying question. To be a dick. This um, might have been fueling, really is. fueling your reason, sexual ego and confidence no, for, I don't, for years, decades. I don't, f- I don't feel like you are trying to be a dick. And the reason that I know that I did, though, is because we talked about it afterwards, and it was the first time. We had been dating for, like, uh, at least a year and a half. <laughs> it was the first time 
that uh, I had knowingly gotten her off. Like, I didn't know that the female orgasm existed until we talked about what happened on the van. And I was very confused because she was, like, whispering in my ear, like, you know, higher, lower, like, kind of giving me instructions on how to get her off. And I was following them, and then I did. Was she in the window seat and you in um, the middle seat, or was she in the middle seat? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She was in the window was seat, that true and I was in the middle seat. she got seat. you off? Um, oh, wow. The old it was switcheroo. Reverse. Wow. It was reverse. Yeah. So, yep. the old switcheroo. Yeah, but so, but just to go back to, like, sort of what you were talking about, Rob, with, like, a blank slate or whatever, like, I didn't, I thought that girl, first off, I have three older brothers. Like, that's that was my upbringing. So, I thought that girls peed out their butts until I was 12 years old, and... I didn't know about the existence of the female orgasm until I was 16. Well, that's good because girls do pee out their butts and they do not have <laughs> orgasms. Um, and they don't. And they don't, they don't take shit. But we diverted from ever. that. Uh, Rob, you were just saying that, like, cruising back on that bus, though, that was, like, a pretty uh, big moment of you just, like, having a lot of time to reflect on this drive back or what? No, no, I no, I I had already made my conclusion uh my emotional intuitive conclusion that this was bullshit um when when that dude was trying okay. to talk to me um and then I was just driving back on the bus and I was like, dude, I was just like what the fuck is going on? I'm just like, I just sort of realized I was just surrounded by a bunch of crazy people. And then these fucking two people just fucking making out for like three hours behind me. (laughs) And I'm just like, it was just like, right. I was just like, what is going on? You know what I mean? I was just like, what, you know, where am I? And then I start reading Vonnegut and then I become friends with Clarence and this and that. And, you know, and then I just sort of, just sort of. I didn't ever make a big deal about it or it was just sort of like, Oh, I'm just done with this. You know, you know, we didn't really go to church much. And, you know, when we went on Christmas and sometimes Easter, uh, like true Catholics (laughs) do, you know, only go to mass twice a year. Um, I, I wouldn't get the, the, the communion or whatever, you know? Um, and you know it just sort of was just uh it just sort of faded out you know i guess by looks like in inside me it just sort of fucking disappeared but uh and, and you no know, one like made a uh, no one made a not, fuss about this like within the no, immediate family not in my family no so, nobody cared that's awesome because um, i was the one that was oh, i cool. was about it i was the one that was right. the most about it you know yeah, so the, if anything, they were like, oh, I thank guess God. Maybe. Or they're like, oh, this yeah, kid thinks it's like... bullshit. <laughs> and I guess we're out, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Where they're just like, well, thankfully he'll be around for the Seahawks games now. <laughs> then, I, then I went to college and shit, and I was, you know, just, yeah, not. No, I was just done, done, done by by the end Still of my like high school. Still, spiritually curious, so college, though, about everything? Absolutely, yeah. And, I, you know, I had a lot of. You know, I I I meditated a lot and was a part of the, the meditation group uh-huh. at school and fucking studied abroad in Nepal. Yeah. Did a, a a full like semester study in Buddhism and Tibetan language and all that. And that stuff still means a lot to me. And you know, it's it's sort of it's not like a 
you know, it's like I bit so hard because like there was something in me that was like resonating and, uh, you know, I'm not about to throw away whatever truth that wasn't there. It wasn't, it wasn't my fault that I got lied to. You know what I mean? That was sort of how I viewed it. It was like, there's some truth here. Sure. You know, all you guys are fucking up like on some crazy bullshit, but like, Right, you're on this weird perverted yeah. version of the truth, of the underlying truth. But there is a, a deeper yeah, underlying truth somewhere in there. Yeah, not a capital T truth, and not a truth with one 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 way in and no way out. You know, like that's all right. Perverse right. to the idea of the truth. Yeah, this. Yeah, this whole notion of like Jesus is the only way to salvation yeah. of your soul yeah. is very culty. Yeah, it's I mean, very having culty. just watched that fucking Tiger uh, King shit, man, it's just like. And then I just watched the Wild Hell Wild yeah, Country. Do. do you guys know that? Oh, yeah, fucking like, amazing, dude! Amazing. Sierra did, and it's the same shit, man. It's like, and and that's the thing, people are having genuine experiences, and the things that are happening, right. religious experience. Yeah, is, and the things that are powerful, happening in their brain the are chemical, and they're tr- and they're true. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the thing that's sure. a bummer is that the thing that is spawning that chemical thing to happen might be based on a lie. You know what I mean? So like you might just sort right. of be an It's pulling that yeah, into you might some just sort of be a then. dumbass that is like having a legitimate experience and like how do you reconcile that? You know what I'm saying? Right. For sure. Or you might be, you know, fourteen like yeah. like I was or like you were. And having this sort of religious experience in a church service, uh, doing worship, whatever, um, and being like, that felt very mm-hmm. real. That felt very true. And it was in the context of right. Christianity, so therefore Christianity right. is the truth. When in reality, it, you you get older and you realize, like, no, you can have these, like, connections to, to God, for lack of a better term, um, these religious experiences or mystical experiences that, like— they're not in the context of anything. Right. They're in the they're in the context of human experience right. and being and like alive. now some some of the most um, intense experiences it. I have are like when I realize that like like I like when we die we might just fucking go back to dust. You know what I mean? Like like the most right. intense right. experience it's yeah, a very it's real like the possibility. intense experiences don't come from like these like things that are like inherently based on like hope in a Christian sense. Like you know what I mean? Like you could just die and it could be fucking awesome to be done with all of this. You know what I mean? Right. And it also adds a lot of meaning to our life. Yeah. If we know Totally. You know, if you have that lens of totally. like, no, this is it. So just like fucking snap into the moment and and yeah. live your truest life because you only get this one. Relieving to die doesn't mean that you should like fucking go kill yourself. You know what I mean? It's that it's that like sure for whatever reason. I'm not even gonna say that we're here for a fucking reason or whatever, but it's like uh, here we are on a podcast, fucking right. April first fucking 2020 sitting in my room drinking a beer 
like talking with you guys i don't fucking know i didn't ask for this <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah we're, we're just, just out, out here, here. everybody yeah. just gets put out here we're man. Just, no one asked to be here we're just we're, out here yeah and sort of like no understanding that as opposed to like for me like the christian thing and the catholic thing was like so arrogantly uh like self-assured in like why we're here and then it just started to sure. feel more and more like a fairy tale and you know you fucking watch south park you know what i mean and you see them rip mormonism and then you see them rip christianity and you're like dude it's the same shit and i'm not saying it's the same shit it's the same yeah. shit but it feels the same all the extremism yeah, like, extremism is the same like yeah right which is why it's like yeah, anything absolutely. can be a vehicle. Like there are crazy, and that's the thing too. I think that there's a lot of like disaffected like Western people uh, that like reject Christianity and then like move towards Buddhism or some sort of Eastern philosophy, Hinduism, whatever, and uh, start to just recreate the same bullshit, um, you know, evangelical like mindset, you know, within themselves. And it's like, dude, like. There are Buddhists killing people, you know, in South Asia right now. And right. there are Christians killing people yeah. in America right now. And there, you know, it's like, so you, it's, cause that's the thing. It's like, when you chase that high, like your brain can start to just sort of fucking trick you. And I felt like that started to happen to me a little bit with, with Buddhism. You know what I mean? I was like, cool, this is now my Kool-Aid. I'm like, but wait, it's just a different color of Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? Red Kool-Aid, blue Kool-Aid is still fucking Kool-Aid. Right. It's just your, it's just your ego looking for something to fucking latch onto so that you have this new identity that you can feel solid in some foundation of identity. And I think, um, the scary part about leaving religion, at least speaking for myself is being like, you don't yeah. get you don't get that you don't get to have an identity um because because the whole thing is to be unsure about everything and right. to lean into the mystery um and so that that in that you are then in a void of like yeah, there is there, no I identity mean, exactly and there's like that i still you know like i said i i sort of went in and out uh with with buddhism and i didn't really go out so much but i like went in and i was like whoa check check yourself you know what i mean um and there is one buddhist sort of fucking it's not a koan or anything it's just i guess a saying or a proverb or whatever where it's like the student asks the master like what happens after we die and uh the master just sort of like gives a, a light chuckle and tells the student to keep just drink your tea just like completely ignores the question basically it's just sort of like just just keep drinking your tea like there's no like what you know what i mean like like what what's the point you know and and the there's yeah there's no point pontificating on that yeah the arrogance that comes with um you know suggesting that you know that and the rest of everything about the world uh, is is really the audacity that it takes is wild and just pisses me off as a as a generally um, uh, you know whatever type of person you know like 
Sure. There's a reason I like really loved like punk rock when I was young and hip hop was because I was just sort of like fuck all this shit, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, and I think that there's like that's why it rings true is because there's a lot of truth to it, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean it's never. It's it's basically just like. You know once you accept that like the enlightened person might be like this fucking person wearing fucking lululemons at the fucking coffee stand drive through you know you know on on Martin Luther King Boulevard you know or the enlightened person might be the fucking you know swami that is like leading a retreat of of monks or that like either of those people could also be fucking rapists you know what i mean you're just like oh shit like this shit is like so messy it's just a tornado and like you yeah for you, what it it's is. like you have to sort of like piece it all together and like f- check yourself and like and I say all that as like a thing that's sure. like literally going to be a thing till I till I die. You know what I mean? Like in the same way that like what I was saying at the beginning about the drums that I can just practice drums all day because I can always it's just never ending. You know what I mean? Like I just always have things to do. It's the same shit here. And like that's the right. thing that I find is so funny is why anybody that can preach the message of any of these fucking prophets, especially when you got their words right in front of you that you can like uh misconstrue those words to like allow you to think you have it figured out you know what i mean like the whole point is sort of like and not that you don't have it figured out in like uh like i'm not going to deal with it type way like i'm throwing it out it's that like third sure. way you know what i mean it's not it's not like 100% it's not 0% it's like it's not even on the percentage scale it's just a different door um so yeah right. Yeah, the this this like sort of accepting of like we don't know fucking anything and at the same time I have to assign some meaning right. to my life. Otherwise, uh yeah, what's the yeah. point of existing at all? So it's that sort of balance between those two things of like no one knows and I'm just gonna sorta of, like make it up as I go along uh or try to find something that means something to me and then and then I'll ditch that if it if it doesn't serve me anymore and, and it's find not even else. so much for me at least about like I don't know anything or I do know anything it's like cuz I don't think either of those are true you know what i mean like I don't think I don't okay. know anything I also don't think I know anything you know what i mean and it's like right how do we just get off of and i think i think that's why like buddhism deals with a lot of these like ideas of like dualism and trying to move away from like dualism and the binary yeah, and shit like that that's sure. just like basic like psychological traps that our mind falls into you know that's that I mean? richard like, Rohr shit like that non-dualistic right, bullshit right. you know yeah man and it's just like and that's the thing it's like man most of the time, just like probably is best to just drink your tea. You know, that's it's like, yeah, fuck. yeah, be in the moment, because that's what that that's what that proverb to me is about. Is just like, why are you thinking about what happens when you die? Yeah. Just drink your fucking tea. Like, right. think, be in this yeah. moment. This is what you have. I think right it now. also can be why like, wouldn't you just do that? Be in the moment and just like 
don't get wrapped up in other people's bullshit too like just just, yep. just sit there and and drink your tea you don't have to like inject right. like inject yourself into everything right right one one other sure. thing sure. that i that i've meaning to say is that i really hope that like some like super conservative like christian evangelical republicans down in the south are like listening to this and they can hear me and be like this fucking this fucking rob Grenfell guy's a fucking piece <laughs> of shit guy and I, and i just want them i want them to know that dude i fucking i love jesus yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it just like i'm so i'm so down with jesus you know like and that's and that's the thing sure. that 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 set me on this shit since day one. You know what I mean? Like when I was thir- thirteen, I was like, right. I was hip to all these fucking gospels and all that shit. And I was like, dude, this. Yeah, Jesus yeah, said some like, cool dude, shit. Jesus is fucking. Jesus is fucking punk rock. Fucking, just like fucking all of your establishment shit up. Like Bernie Sanders is Jesus. Is all I'm For saying. Sure. Okay, but. uh no, I feel you on that. <laughs> Jesus was basically a Bernie Sanders type figure of just being like, "Fuck everything that you think you know about." Bernie like, is the Jewish, world. the Jewish Jesus. We're gonna flip even it on Jesus is Jewish too. <laughs> so you know, think about that, Killed bro. By his own you know? people. But um, Bernie's yeah, the second exactly. coming. Yeah, dude. But you know, so so that's the thing. It's like I'm down with I'm down with it. You know, I'm super into it. But let's talk about well, it. Well, in you know? that now that now that we bring that up, yeah, let's talk about. So you want to talk a little bit about John? Uh, you know, we threw this question out to you of sort of like what it, what's your, what's a part of the Bible that you might want to like dive into, um, and you picked some some chapters of John. So let's talk yeah, about John. That. Uh, I was between John and Revelations because uh, Revelations would have been you know it's the end times, it's coronavirus, and <laughs> shit is bananas. <laughs> For sure. So. Literally, probably yeah. hasn't been a better time for this in the last century, but instead I went with the poet uh, John because he's the most sort of esoteric and crazy gospel compared to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, for sure, this of the four gospels, I would say John is the most mystical yeah. and esoteric um, by. By a, a a large yeah. measure, like it's and not yeah, even I was close. reading it. It was funny, man. I had a fucking reminder in my phone because Dan texted me. He was like, "Okay, we're doing let's do this on Wednesday, or whatever." And I set a reminder in my phone that day, so I had a reminder pop up for the last like three days, and it said, "Read buddy, the Bible, w- buddy." And we've been <laughs> doing that for the last fucking ten weeks, <laughs> <Yeah>. every week. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was so funny. Yeah, dude. I was sitting. I was sitting in my <laughs> yeah. living room today. Yeah, bro. Reading the Bible. I was just reading John, and and my roommate Olivia sits down on the couch, uh, eating some eating some. She's like, "Do we need to talk about made. something?" <laughs> and she just looks at me and. No, she's uh, she's super cool, but she's just like you reading the Bible right now, and I was yeah, like, bro. yeah, yeah, I am, and it's a yeah, it's a yeah, weird thing. It is um, weird. I was just like my initial reaction, man. It's still like it's like probably like some like PTSD psychological shit because I like saw that shit and I was just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I was like, I was like pissed. You know what I mean? I was like, read the fucking what? How did that get in my phone? And I was like, oh wait, my cousin has this podcast and i'm gonna go on the podcast <laughs> right 
Uh, right. But yeah, man, that shit. So yeah, yeah John, I uh, it was a trip, man. I haven't been back into this for for so long, man. Like honestly, I haven't been in this shit for like twelve, fifteen years. Like not even opened a Bible. Sure. So. But you were, but you yeah, remembered some absolutely. of it as a, like I as I did as well as I reopened. Where this I just thing, go in like you know, blind, like, time, which nah. is kind of fun for me. Hey, it's fun that you said blind because chapter nine yeah, is about Jesus giving which sight is where to the we're blind man. Fucking dig in. And and I was saying, like, to me, like when I was reading this, it felt like like it was like as ubiquitous in my upbringing as like dr seuss or like the grinch or like it's just sort of I, i'm yeah, like yeah like, yeah yeah cuzzo like dan did you did, did you know this story uh, no not really man it? like i uh i just didn't because it's like for me it was like oh yeah then jesus fucking yeah, dude, makes so the like blind I, dude see so you know, i had like, like you like, know i did some ccd stuff like some catholicism school probably from like word all through elementary school but i don't know man like uh, no, it was more like a, a weekly thing. Like on a Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, I went, I went to church with a bunch of other kids, and we had a teaching, Some, like, yeah, youth a group youth shit. group of sorts. But it was like, it wasn't like a worship thing because I experienced the Christianity side too in junior high. I would go to like a lot of mm-hmm. Christian church services and go to some some youth nights Keep and going. whatnot. But um, yeah, like I would go to this Catholicism school, and we would you know do activities and stuff but i was just really never dialed in to the to the story so much i wasn't really pulling much from the teachings i guess i wasn't really tuned into it like i i understood the moral code and whatnot and had some sort of values and shit but i wasn't i don't know i just wasn't really taking too much from what was uh being taught you know so i uh I didn't really get hip to it until I was in seventh eighth grade, like with that yeah, teacher. And you so know? like I never went deep on the Bible at all and my head was always somewhere else where I when I was at church on Sunday and like I was maybe I was either in the choir or I was I was an altar boy for a while. Um That shit's fucking <laughs> it's, weird. It's fucking man. wild, man. Like just to know that like such a large percentage of those people got fucked with is is pretty heartbreaking and uh like, yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Fuck it's an, it's an entire you see yeah, spotlight. spotlight was gnarly. It, it's just like a, it's an it's an entire yeah that dude, shit was an entire system that is like really disgusting. But uh, I was just never really t- within within side side oh, jump. Sorry to jump in here, but within within I think three years or four years of my life, I think between my eighth grade and my junior year, I had two different teachers that were uh caught with child porn <laughs> and and like arrested and like full Holy on shit. like like fucking news crews at the school and shit That's wild, you know what i mean man. and it's like bro like you're just trying to you're like if you're a student there you're like what the fuck is going on man <laughs> Like I'm still like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Two for sure. Not just so one, two. Yeah. So it's like that crazy. shit. I watched Spotlight and I was like, yeah, dude, these motherfuckers are crazy. Of course, it's like this is right. 
This is a documentary. You know what I mean? Like just uh, yeah. A lot of my church experience though was was spent daydreaming. Mm-hmm. You know, in church mm-hmm. and and you know, my mom wanted me to go, and it was important to her that I went with her, and you know, wanted me to have some sort of like faith or something you know and something like you just like you said man i think it's just like part of the culture of them mm-hmm. growing up and whatnot you know it's like it's I don't, part of I being know. a good person like i know that she's into it though to like a certain degree she is a, i would consider her to be a spiritual person and stuff but right. she was never hard like strict on me about it and you know it wasn't we didn't have a lot of discussions i don't feel like you know maybe every every once in a while dude i would tap into a sermon or something but even when i went to bible studies and stuff in high school when i started going to christian bible studies which was just with like the the punk rock and the hardcore kids like i wasn't paying attention again like anytime we're in the bible i was daydreaming dude like i wasn't really participating much in the conversation i was there to like pray for pray for daryl that week yeah. you know i'll, t- I'll pray for i'll pray for daryl he's got a prayer. big game this week sure pretty yeah. much man and i did i did fucking you to be you there know, and- I, I like the you know we were singing the little worship songs together and stuff and it was cute yeah. and whatever so stand up know. sit down stand up sit down stand uh, up sit down man Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. He will raise you up on Yeah, dude. That's a, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. And that's that's chapter nine, dude. That dude wanted to see the Lord. Yeah. And that's then right. he got to nice see segue, the Lord, bro. dude. Um, but <laughs> but man. everybody. But yeah, man. Yeah. I just never had never never had an attachment. So this whole experience of like getting into the Bible has just been kind of cool for me because i feel like i understand that it's bullshit but like let me see what positive things i can actually pull out of it for myself and like what truth is in it for that's me tight. and stuff and it it just it's given me sure. a lot to think about i mean that's tight that you can't that, that you can read the bible and like not bring with it just like a fucking rv's worth of baggage you know because I, that's something i'll never be able to have you know what i mean and i don't really it's like right. i don't really want it because i don't you know whatever but like that's sort of cool <laughs> you know what i mean like you you can just sure. read the bible and like not be like what the fuck yeah is i feel it? the same way in the you sense know, of like, everything going i haven't read i haven't read the mm-hmm. book of john probably since i was like 18 mm-hmm. so yeah we're going on we're going on 10 years now um, but like you, Rob, like I, you know, you're like, all right, let's start with John chapter nine. I open it up. I start reading and just like immediately, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I know. So, so Cuzzo, I know these I'm verses. curious because I know them. I, yeah. I want to know what was your experience reading? I'd love to know about all these chapters. I'd love to know what you thought first, because that'd be so interesting to me. Um, and this podcast is about me. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a discussion. It's a discussion for, for sure. For me, this will be interesting. Um, I think, um, you know, I dig in, I dig into John shit pretty quickly. Like when you said that John was a poet, I quickly recognized what you were saying. And did I text? Did so, I text that to you? So yeah, much it's more a different yeah, field you, than Matthew. You texted that to me when you said, "Let's do John." He he was a poet. Word, cool. And I was I was immediately intrigued. Um, and immediately felt like there was this completely different vibe, this delivery of, of his gospel in, uh, in comparison to Matthew that we, uh, that we did that five part series on. You got to read this Um, shit a little bit slower than Matthew. It's like, 
Yeah, but I I feel like I don't know. It seems I don't I don't know if it. I we obviously didn't go super deep covering like four chapters, but it seemed like it didn't jump around as much. It was a little easier for me to follow in some ways. Yeah. No, the storytelling is and, much solid, uh, like more yeah, there's, solid. There's just sure. some things that like I really, uh, I really dug about uh, some of these early chapters for sure. Just, just even just the, uh, yeah, John's just the the dude and kicks it off like early with uh, verse five. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Like, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, bro. He's out here. He's uh very very clear. Uh yeah, I think that's like noted pretty early here too. Is just like a lot of this stuff. It seems like it's just about being like really rooted in your shit. For sure, I think I just want to acknowledge real quick that like the way that John starts, um, the first two verses, it says, uh, "In the beginning was the Word." And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. You're talking about the beginning of the whole. Like that the is whole just book such a like. Right. Like if you were if. You, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, it's the begin. That's how the book of John starts. And if you are if you were on mushrooms <laughs> yeah, and dude. you read that, you <laughs> would just be like. It's, it's like Star Wars, bro. Fucking exploding. It's like Star like, Wars, yeah. It's so trippy. I'm reading The, uh, the Hobbit so right now for the first time yeah. ever in my life. And um, John sort of feels like The Hobbit. Oh, it's so you good. Know? I'm just like, just the right, the writing style. Yeah, yeah it's just straight story. The storytelling story. is strong. Yeah. Um, Cool, yeah. So let's hop into this. Yeah. Let's hop into where chapter the, nine, the blind where you, where you begins to kind see of what you called out. And so again, as having my sort of like seventh, eighth liberation theologist upbringing with this, like we always focus not on the fact that like Jesus could make the blind man see or whatever, but like that these fucking establishment people like wouldn't believe him. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Pharisees are after him. Yeah, dude. they're just like, nah, you know? They don't believe. And it's just like, he's like, like his parents are there and his parents are like, yeah, like, why don't you ask him? Because they're also like fucking worried about getting fucked over by the fucking Pharisees too. And uh, yeah, right. nobody believes him. Right. It's like, you know, the shit's fiction and it's also just sort of like, it's, it's, it's all too relevant. Like, this is a story about global warming. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> The blind man is global warming. Like he's he's telling people that Jesus is the truth, as global warming is the truth, and like it's real. And people are right. just like, nah. But this thing is that this thing is real. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. everyone is saying, nah, nah. Yep, for sure. Yeah, it applies to a lot of different things, right? Just the, uh, yeah, the opening of one's eyes yeah. to some form of some deeper truth in the world. And how that will be met with others around you being like, no, nah, and the you didn't inability, see that. and you're like, no, right, I the did. inability I for did. people, but to that's like how it's always going to be that and like change their way of thinking, like to admit that they, that like, oh, like he was blind and he can see, and like that's not, I didn't think that was possible, but it is. So like, I'm going to accept my wrong. You know what I mean? 
for sure. There's a lot of that, I feel like, just in the Bible in general, but definitely in the Gospels of, of kind of speaking to exactly what we are talking about in terms of like... Um, right. And you yeah, know what's heavy about that is that it's a, a double-edged paradigm. sword because that's... Uh, Wait. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, bro. <laughs> that's like that sounds like a fucking that sounds oh. like a, a suspect cough these days. Man. Thank you. Oh damn, dude. Dang. Oh, that wasn't a cough. That was a I sneeze. Hope, and it was I very hope much you had a pretty strong uh, response. I'm in the room uh, that you were in yesterday. <laughs> that sounded almost like a pre a pre planned response. It was so strong. Um, <laughs> fucking, it's the same. It's okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's a double edged sword. Uh, that's the same logic that people can like evangelize you over. You know what I mean? Or it's the same logic that like you can believe global warming because of. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like the whole like, hey, like the whole thing here is is we need a you you need a paradigm shift. Like this blind man can now see and you still don't believe you establishment people, you, you know, people that have been, um, you know, that, that are, are basically the ones in this story to be saved. The ones that we as, as Catholics are always basically asked to view from the perspective of like these people that are like, like we're always like trying to be saved. You know what I mean? So like we see, what was that? Check that. Well, I was feeling that's gonna be that'll be a bitch for me to edit, but we'll figure it out. Okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'll clap. Do you need a new marker? Yeah, it's fine. We'll figure it all out. Right. All right, Dan and I just clapped like a few. Se- we all clapped like eight seconds apart from yeah. each other. <laughs> um, fuck. What was I saying? Um, oh yeah, just needing a perspective change and. Like, that's the same exact way that people that like people will evangelize you, you know what I mean, is um, saying, hey, look at this gospel where the blind man can see, like, you're the blind man not believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And you need to tell people that they cannot get abortions and that, uh, you know, fucking blah, 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 blah. Uh, because Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and if you don't accept that, then you're just being like the Pharisees. You know what I mean? Right, right, and right. And it's the same thing that you can also be like, y- yeah. I mean, that's 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 why it's like, I'm so fascinated with this, like, the Bible as like literally the most important and influential book uh, in the history of the world, probably, um, at least in our lives. And uh, for sure, no, I think you could make an argument for that. I yeah. think you really could. You're just like, whoa, Probably like, is. this shit is sort of flimsy. You know what I mean? Like, the way it's wielded, you know? Like, the way that yeah. this can be just misconstrued as to being like, hey, like, be open-minded. You know what I mean? Like, right. this blind man now can see, and, like, you're blind because you can't accept that. You're actually the blind man, you know? Sure. And Jesus does go on to talk about how, like, like there's a really great uh, moment in in the section that you called out chapters nine through 13, where Jesus talks about, um, you know, those who were blind, like basically talking about when the kingdom of heaven hits, um, those who were blind will see. 
right. those who could see will be will blind. Be blind. Right. And I took right. that to mean as like, well, yeah, those who were like open to the mystery and like sort right. of hanging in the balance are going to are going to see something and find something. And those who were steadfast in their ways and certain about what they could see, like are going to see nothing. They'll be right. blind because right. how could they see because they're not open to seeing it. Right. Yeah, that's a holistic interpretation. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing about I think the Bible and the way that it's like hella, it's 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 so it's wielded in such a precarious and violent way by like so many yeah. people, and I think that's because they're not like taking actually like holistic uh, approaches towards the shit. You know, and this is me saying this after having not read the thing or opened it for fifteen years, but sure, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I think that if you actually read everything and understand what's being said, uh, you can understand that this story about the blind man is not uh, about why you should like restrict people from having the, their choice to have a baby or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is about right. like, like this is far deeper and like far precedes that. And like that will become there's a much, th- that there's will a be- much deeper truth. Yeah. That will become very clear way before you get to that point. Um, you know, this, this whole situation, like, yeah, like, so again, it just, and it's funny. Yeah. I, I keep on bringing it back to sort of my experience and the ways that I always have seen, readings of of john specifically john 316 john 316 you know um just wielded in such a fucking like divisive and like really violent way and just like you know yeah man exclusionary and and fear-based you know Um, so just off the top of my head john 316 is for god so loved the world that he sent his one and only son uh, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall receive eternal life. Wow! Did um, you just did you just um, know that off the top of your head? That was just off the top of my head, and wow, it's man. probably Dang. not word for word, but no, I bet dude, it's that's very like pretty close. close. I I had to look it up. Yeah, I bet wow. it's pretty close. Yeah. He, they said um, only only begotten son. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but that verse, like filtered through a mystical lens, is so different than like the literal way that it's transcribed and i think john in particular like this book um it the way that it's interpreted literally because the storytelling is like so much more on point um it's interpreted in this way like jesus talks a lot about eternal life in john um and and that's sort of a prelude to that um and i think that like yeah, I think that that if you interpret that entire verse, John three sixteen, um, through like a more mystical lens, like it means something so different. Like there's a way deeper truth there, and it's basically kind of what Dan and I have already been talking about, which is just like, look, God has a way, or you know, however, whatever you want to define God as, like it has a way of communicating with you. Um, and the, if you can accept that, um, you will receive eternal life, not in the sense of like when you die, you go to heaven, but um, you'll just more receive in the sense life. of like more in the sense of like 
eternal life is like right now like if you can live and this is ties into the buddhist shit right of like if you can live in the present moment right like truly live in the present moment then you receive eternal life right because those those moments then become eternal yeah and that's the actual it's that heaven on earth that's the only moments that you're actually like truly fully alive you know what i mean right right you're not really alive if if you're not where you are you know what i mean if you're not For present sure, if you're not aware and uh so in a way like you're you're sort of just a walking zombie until you have that right. moment like yeah right. exactly yeah. exactly the heaven on earth thing like seems to really get overlooked mm-hmm. it seems like we, everybody starts focusing on this afterlife yes right yes. this have this heaven there yes. Which is very, it is a very interesting thing. It's very dubious, even within the Bible, like, there's not a whole lot of evidence for that heaven actually existing. Right. Right. Sort of a made-up thing. I would really love to, like, I'm sure that there's some research done on the connection between, um, like, obsession with heaven and capitalism. But I, I, if if not, I would love to like understand where those intersect because oh I th- goddamn, I think that's, that that's fucking on point. I mean, they have like it's probably. I mean, it's like probably so infinite the ways in which, especially in the last hundred years, has been manufactured like that. Just yeah, run in the mill, you know, white bread Catholics and Christians, uh, obsession with and fixation on heaven versus hell and sin versus you know uh purity uh yeah is is probably just like in bed with catholic or with capitalism and uh for sure that's some real shit like that also reduces the spiritual value of the thing you know what i mean when you realize that it's like oh like this shit has just been like manipulated you know what i mean to be uh a vehicle for manipulation of other people you know what i mean like this story and shit is not supposed to be about capitalism you know what i mean but it's it's been made into that you know in a subtle but like pervasive and and meaningful way you know yeah i think we've talked about that a lot too of just like how easy it is to see like how somebody create such extreme mm-hmm. measures of this stuff within organized religion yeah yeah it's it's bananas um but that's like yeah that's that shit that'll keep you up at night you know what i mean for sure for sure um, um so what else what else about about well, what so chapter nine what do you, you think kazo yeah, chapter nine, you know, it's just the story of, of the fella, you know, <laughs> letting everybody know that you can see now and uh, nobody believes him. Right. Um, is that the uh, It is the, the moments where they call they call his family down and shit? Yeah, it's a pretty basic thing. I, yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's just like, it's just dude. It's interesting because the, the family can't, they don't want to account for what has happened because, you know, the Jews at that time. They couldn't believe that Christ was the son of God and whatnot, or they were, you know, right. kicked from the synagogue. Right. So. Jesus is yeah, real straight know. ahead in this shit, which I, I'm a little less appreciative of, like in, uh, 
35 through 37, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? 36, who is he, sir? The man asked, tell me so I may believe in him. And then 37, Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he's the only one speaking with you. And then I guess 38, then the man said, Lord, I believe and worshiped him. Like just how quickly that dude goes from being like, what? And then is like, yes. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. I understand what the point is because like this is when it's, when it should be such a, such a spiritual like like the weight of the world should move you and it should be that clear you know what i mean sure but again like this all is jesus, i can see this is, is people jesus being speaking misusing this right right this is jesus speaking as the christ right which is within all of us right so it's, it's us speaking to us right but but read in this book there is a way to read it where you're just like oh i guess i just worship this literal person that existed 2000 years ago that's a cool reading of the shit though because that's the thing like that's not how i don't that's tight i like that (laughs) That, that's not how it would have been read you know what i mean like not not in my high school you know (laughs) like for sure yeah the mystical shit doesn't get tapped into like yeah he's tapping into that that christ consciousness which is just like basically that buddha Buddha level yeah Yeah, exactly same shit same shit totally right yeah that's uh and that's what's so funny man you got a lot of people shit, that dude. a lot of people that drop christianity and fucking adopt buddhism and a lot of people increasingly so in the last uh 50 years i was reading that have been dropping buddhism and converting to christianity which to uh, me so interesting was fucking mind-blowing because i was like how could you Right. What a weird jump. Weird. Yeah. You know From what I mean? From Christian to Buddhism makes a lot of sense. But the other way, that doesn't compute for me. Yeah. Probably goes back to capitalism at some point. <laughs> Maybe, but, yeah. <laughs> they try I'm, to get I'm rich. on a one-track mind, man. I'm a, one, <laughs> I'm a one-track dude. Um, okay. Let's go to chapter 10. We're, 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 let's do deep, it. we're deep in this podcast right now. The shepherd and the and his flock, man. This is the stuff I was talking about. This is I don't know, to me just like represented somebody just being like really dug in and rooted right in their shit. Right. And like that kind of that mentality of do the drugs, don't let the drugs do you. Interesting. You know? Yep. And huh. uh Yeah, I don't know. He starts talking about the um Verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, it's probably a good King James moment, but I didn't have time to look it up because my computer's bugging out. I don't think we're going to have a King um, James moment in this <laughs> podcast because I didn't have anything to look up either. But I will say... Well, that's say, the one. Everybody should look up right wait, there. Wait, what's the chapter like, in the thing? It's chapter 10. Uh, chapter 10, verse 10. Okay. Uh, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I got to say, um, I just think that, like, the beginning of this is so interesting where he's like, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter uh, the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. Like, that sentence alone is such an interesting allegory. It's basically saying, like, the person who tries to uh, take a shortcut in terms of, like, spiritual understanding is like 
not a thief and a robber in the sense that like what those words mean to us in English. Um, but yeah, they're not they're not going to get it. They're not going yeah. to actually yeah. get it. You have right. to en- you have to enter in through the middle. Like there is this way they're playing of, themselves. Of entering, yeah, they're playing themselves exactly. Right, um, and that's so that's that, such uh, a it's such a poetic way of putting uh, that notion of like, um, yeah, all paths lead to lead to the top of the mountain, but ultimately, like, you have to enter through that gate of the sheep's pen, and yeah. like. You're you're not gonna be able to sidestep it, like, and if you try to sidestep it, then now you're playing yourself and you're playing fucking everyone else. And I think that's what 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 he means by thief and robber is like, you're going to claim that you're inside the sheep's pen, but really you just have the intellectual knowledge of spirituality and you're positing that to everyone else. Um, whereas, like, if you if you had gone through the middle of the gate, you you would have experienced it yourself. For sure, it's like I think that don't that's, do steroids, that, that's bro. That's that, uh, what is, that's what <laughs> yeah, don't do steroids. But it's also, I think, a, a similar notion to the uh, like you can't show up to the banquet unless you have the right clothes. Sure. When we got into that with the Matthew thing, I think it's like a very similar thing. Like you can't just like you can't understand this thing if you're not prepared to, or right. You know, you can't be showing up early to this thing, and yeah, you can't sidestep it. You can't, yeah. You gotta you gotta approach it in the right way. Absolutely. But to you, Rob, though, like, what is what is this chapter about to you? This chapter ten. I didn't really choose any of these chapters because they had any super significant meaning beyond you, that. It was it was the poet John uh, up until Jesus is about to get absolutely murked by the right. uh, by the powers that be. Well, we can um, we can cruise through then. I mean, like this is, chapter I mean, eleven is so interesting because it's like now we're talking about Lazarus. Totally, Laz- chapter eleven, Lazarus is like it's such an interesting Laz, story. And ten, I I hadn't had that reading of ten before. I like that though. That's tight. That it's it's about uh, not doing steroids. You know, is that it's a, this is the yeah. this is what Jose Canseco should have read. Yeah, like this is. This is a real that's that's good. And cuz even if even in that analogy uh if you're Barry Bonds and you made the home run home run record on steroids, it doesn't mean the same to you as if you had just done it of your own like physical strength without right. this aid. So right. it's, it's it sort of is kind of like that's very applicable. No, it's like exactly. A good, it's like it's you, a very you good know analogy. you're doing steroids. You know that somebody else isn't. You know what I mean? Like that's right. like you like that. The moment that that becomes internal, that 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 qualm, that that question becomes internal as opposed to external. Aka, am I getting away with it? Uh, you realize that you just been playing yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Granted, right. I love Barry Bonds, yeah. so I want to. I want that to be clear that I think Barry he's Bonds. But he gets an asterisk. He's a he gets an asterisk. He he but he, 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 gets, he gets an asterisk. Yeah. yeah, he gets an asterisk. Absolutely. But he he belongs in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's also just like a, a, a. That's like 
I don't know. I think that's being forgiven to, you know, human nature and shit. Right. You know? Like the, the, the and, Jesus and like question has bounced back to the public just now. like understanding that steroids or PEDs does not make you a suit, like will not make an average person or someone without those like gifts a superstar athlete. You still, like you it's still not going to make you. Right. Like you're not going to just. Yeah, yeah, like neither of you are just going to take steroids and then become a professional athlete. No, nah, nah. you might get an extra yeah. <laughs> 30 feet on the ball if you hit it well, you know? like Right, right. Yeah. You still have to hit that ball well, which is like the hardest thing to do in sports. Shout so. out to Barry Bonds. Um, we should tag him when we... Uh, we love you. Bible Buds loves you, Barry Bonds. We love Bible you. Bible Buds, yeah. Barry Bonds. Next, We're about it, dude. The next uh, person, the next guest on the cast. Um, okay, chapter 11. <laughs> Hell yeah. The death of Laz. Yeah, go ahead. What do you, what do y'all think? Um, dude, this is one of those man. stories that, like, reading it back, I was just like, oh my god, this is like a central. It's so it's so uh, central to like my and and essential to my upbringing as a Christian. Jesus um, has a huge flex. He just he just he's just like. Here, you don't think I'm the fucking son of God? Bam. Yeah, watch this. Yeah. It's the biggest yeah, so flex the story yeah, in the, the whole shit. The overarching story is essentially, and then let's talk about it. The overarching story is like um, Jesus gets called um, by people that he already previously knew, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, like that Lazarus is, is sick and going to die. Um, and it takes him a little, uh, a few days to get there. And in that time, Lazarus dies. Um, but Jesus knows that he's going to raise him and sort of shows up with that knowledge. And, and Mary and Martha are like, oh, my God, if you had been here when Lazarus had died, like you could have saved him if you had been here before he died. He's like, and now it's fucked. Now it's fucked because he's already dead. Right. And Jesus is just like, nah, I'll raise him again. Right. And yeah. then he does. And the Jews the Jews are harassing him too. And they're just like, Well, he made that blind guy be able to see, but he can't, yeah, you know, he can't keep raise... this dude alive. Yeah. What a sham. For sure. Yeah. Again, I mean, all these chapters sort of to me are like Jesus flexes and then they still don't believe. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like yeah, pretty much. And it's just like, okay, well, this is boiling to uh some sort of climax here, you know. Sure. I think it is an interesting point to bring up that, like, um, so much of this is sort of pointing towards, like, like what you were talking about, Rob, earlier of, like, just keep your mind open mm-hmm. to uh, to new possibilities. Right. You might kill you might, you might kill the fucking savior of the world. You know what I mean? Oops. Right. Like, that's, right. that's it's like, I'm yeah. telling this, you, I'm these, telling you. Uh, these, these allegories are basically just, like... <laughs> Keep your fucking don't be the Pharisee that is so close minded um, that you won't accept a new paradigm of the world. So it's sort of like in Bernie a way, twenty twenty baby. Not only is it that, but it's also <laughs> like uh, it's also proto. It's like really? proto scientific method. Yeah, absolutely. Of like, absolutely. Of like, no, there's a new way to understand the world, and you should always be open to it. You should always be open. To a new way of understanding. That's why the shit is always relevant. You know what I mean? Like that. That's why that reading of of the Bible, what you just said, is always 
always going to be it's timeless it's always going right. to be relevant and that's why it's the one that i resonate with it resonates with me the most is because it's the one i can poke the least holes in you know what i mean right and if you right. go through the bible and you read it like that there's going to be some some wisdom in it absolutely you know sure yeah it's definitely that balance though you got to find between being rooted in your shit but then also being like allowing yourself to you know open be open to new ideas it comes so i, I mean that's why this... interpretation oh, of ahead, it Rob. is that's why interpretation of it is just you just got to be present to the truest right to the truest respect of that word you know what i mean like it's not just like i'm here aware of what's going on but like i'm here aware of of of, of everything in the cosmos like truly present which is why it's sort of saying nothing you know what i mean that's why the that's why the bible right. is like right you know what i mean it's just like a lot of poetry to sort of say the same thing that and that's why a lot of scholars are like yo all this shit is the same and that's, right. that's well, maybe I, that's so maybe true in certain interpretations, and then there's obviously very real life discrepancies. I've, so I have a question to posit to the group on chapter eleven, and that's verses uh, twenty five and twenty six. Um, it says, "Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this?" And I'm just, like, curious what you guys think of that, like, from a more, uh, I guess, like, mystical perspective. Obviously, literally, um, that verse taken, like, is sort of the seat of fundamentalism. But um, from a more mystical perspective and, like, sort of esoteric perspective, like, I don't know. That verse to me just sort of jumped out as, like, it's very interesting. I'm curious if anyone has a take on that. I just think, uh, I don't know, some degree when he's talking about, you know, you're going to like live through, you can live through me, but you have to, you're going to have to die too. I think that's very much just like these, these consistent sheds of, of the ego Mm, and just like being, and being, uh, very willing to go with change Mm. and try not to get too caught up in, in past shit, you know, and and just kind of go with the flow of things and like just trust that things will move forward yeah. and shake out the way they need to and that you cannot control everything. Um so I think that's that's what he means there or like the what I take away from that of the death part of it. I think it's tight that he keeps talking about death in this, you know what I mean? Like like the whole thing he's sort of going at in my inter- in like the uh, a possible mystical interpretation of it is just like, even though they die, like I love how it's just stated as a fact, like, and, and this is obviously right. Like you're gonna, the one is who we're talking about, which can literally apply to any of us. So the one will die, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's like, cool. I love how fucking straight ahead that is. And then he says, intentionally after, you know, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. You know what I mean? And so in that way, he's just sort of destroying any of the fear that somebody might have about death because he's attacking your ego in the first place. You know what I mean? He's like, you're going to die. 
Now, I'll give you an option for some shit that's actually going to allow you to never die because you're not going to be afraid of death. You know what I mean? Like, so, you, right. you like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, you might not even sure. see that as existing if you follow my shit. That's like a next level, next level of enlightenment yeah. when you're unafraid of death. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there is this, this notion of, like, a legacy, right? And if you mm-hmm. leave behind a legacy, like, then you sort of don't die. Because, right. like, you live in the memories of these people, um, which... That's a that's a totally non-religious concept, but it is a very spiritual concept of like, yeah, like you the legacy that you leave behind. Um, if you were if you were aligned to something like pure and good um, that resonated with people, then that legacy will definitely live on in all of the people that you knew and be passed around to like, yeah, and like yeah, maybe it'll die two thousand years from now, but like. It might live on for like a few centuries, and I like mean, your legacy. Even even if you, <clears throat> I don't even like. What if what if you were just so present by following him in this sense uh, that you didn't even spend any of your time in your future life. Uh, thinking about the existence of death, literally up until death even happens, and then when it happens, you don't even know that it's happening because you weren't even concerned with that. You know what I mean? Because right. you were actually right. there, and then it's just painless, and whatever comes after is is gonna be fine too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and you're like, it's and and. To even go like to even be like the the legacy thing, then it's like even cutting at that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, like what is this you that is existing to create whatever legacy when you inevitably die? You know what I mean? And what's right. the, what's the matter of leaving any sort of legacy for a hundred or two hundred or uh, centuries or whatever? Um, if in the the vast infinitude of time, uh, that that's just a blip. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, means nothing. Yeah, it's like maybe he's even just like going in on this shit that's just like full on ego death. You know, just like you're gonna die. What is the only way that you cannot die is to not know that it's to not even be occupied with that in any sort of fearful way you know what i mean mm. that's very interesting and like very very buddhist i feel like um but in a in a in the best way uh yeah no i'm tracking with you and that's yeah that's a very interesting um and yeah a very i think i think what what Dan and I, the way that we've tried to approach reading the Bible is sort of like, obviously, none of this is like true, true in the sense of like, it actually happened and was actually said by a person. Like, it's it, but there might be a deeper truth right. underneath it. And so I feel like what you're doing right now, like you've you're digging up this like really deep truth. Um which is sort of goes back to, um, yeah, 
like of the spiritual notion of like just be present just mm-hmm. be super present there's no need to be occupied with with death or whatever uh eternal life is the present moment that's right one of my uh my father figures that dude that gave me that piece of every step book he used to always say uh you are as close to heaven right now in this moment than you will ever be and like oh god damn specifically That's an incredible thing to say about like this moment and it's fucking true you know what i mean and like right. that's that was cool you can snap because, into it, it yeah it's it sort of eliminated the like uh, once again i re- i liked it because it was like sort of anti-authority of people that are like oh i fucking been a priest for 20 years so now i'm enlightened because i crossed this threshold of arbitrary bullshit you know um right right and it was just this idea of like man like whatever it is is available to you right now just as much as it ever will be you know what i mean it's like that's it's yours to 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 step in with you know what i mean or it's yours not to and 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 the thing to realize is plenty of motherfuckers yourself included possibly you know you can never really know uh won't step in on it might not step in on it you know what i mean right like what's that thing holding you back from stepping in on it I, Whenever you want to get in line, I don't, baby. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the we thing too. We all gotta too, get though. in line somewhere. Who knows, man? Hey, fucking, but, but it's, that, it's real. Yeah. Like, so. Uh, but it, yeah, yeah, it goes back to like that thing that you and I talked about, Andrew, of just like allowing people to step in line when they're ready to, and you know, realizing like it all pays the same for you know. Right, and then like not every like everyone it needs to uh, be given the space and the and the grace um, to step into step into that like when it's appropriate for them. Yeah, but I don't like that fucking those those words of of get get in line whenever you're ready because it reminds me of these fucking young life people you know what i mean <laughs> for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, but the it's thing too is, is those, poppy, young, man. those young life people though would never say it in that way yeah I mean, they might talk about getting in line but like what yeah. we're talking about is essentially like look everyone uh has an opportunity to tap into some like version of divinity whether that's their higher self or god or just a better way of being in the world. It doesn't have to be uh, religious or even that spirit or yeah, even yeah, that yeah. spiritual. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the no reality doubt. is, is like, you know, like I live with a bunch of people right now. Uh, like, and I, I think all of those people are, are pretty tapped into shit, but let's say I lived with someone who wasn't that tapped into something. Like I would need to give them the space to, uh, get in line and and by in line we mean just like step into this notion of like i don't know like some form of esoteric spirituality like give them the space to just do that on their own time because they're not going to just they're not going to do it unless they do it on their own time it's the only way to actually do it right so i can't it's a it's an interesting notion because it's it's actually like very anti evangelism 
in the sense of like you can only come to God through yourself. You can only come to uh, a new spiritual understanding of the world through yourself. You can't do it through someone speaking words to you. Right. You can't do it through some dude with gauges and a flapo hat coming up to you when you're 14 being like, have you accepted Jesus into your life? But you can cool. only do it. You can only do it through your own <laughs> experience and like yeah. your own understanding of things. Um, and then my only other thing on on top of that is like who can know if anyone else is doing it to whatever extent they could possibly be doing it. Right, so it's cuz like, it could all be a sham. Well, also like like what does it look like? How can I put that on somebody else that I know that they are or are not like trying or who do I need to give space for? How do I how do I make a value <laughs> statement that I need to give that person space to possibly come to the right. fucking altar you know what i mean like i can't drag them sure. here but my my goal is still for them to come here that still feels like like i'm so like yeah like the shit is crazy because and that shows you how much the shit really like fucks with your psych like fucking psychology you know what i mean when you're raised with that shit and then like even in subtle ways and i you know people Man, the amount of people that grew up Catholic or Christian, like, that have worse stories than me is millions. You know what I mean? Like, I think my shit was pretty good, all things considered. But I still have so much shit to just, like, be like, man, I, you know, the way that that's worded. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the way that that yeah, makes yeah, me for feel. Sure, like, for sure. you got all this shit and, that you can't fuck yeah. with. And, and it's like, I think it's for good. I think it's a good thing. But it's also just crazy because it's like, bro, this is like a weird form in a lot of situations of just like psychological fucking not not even like abuse because it's not like intentional or violent. Just like sort of like a weird form of like neglect. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, like I can trust yeah. that like yeah, yeah. the church will raise this person with like, you know, uh, values and blah, blah, blah. And and not even saying that my parents is it's like it's way deeper than like any of in any individual you know what i mean it's like this manufactured yeah. thing um and yeah man that's just crazy because then you're still out here like 27 years old or whatever like i am and you're just like yeah i don't know i can't i can't really get over that shit like the way that that's worded out i can't fuck with it you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's crazy and i think like by getting in line like i'm just talking about to like whatever your truth is like whatever your spiritual awakening is no doubt not, not to like no doubt you know somebody else's and like i think that like that just happens at different points for different people totally you know? and i know it's you guys or like when when th when things like that start to click in but i can see how you could see like getting in line as being like right. a like a divisive term and like i wouldn't even thought about it that way right. until like you kind of bringing it up and well it's funny i think that there's like a lot of truth to that too and it's like caveat i know that i know that you guys are like on that on that page so uh i mean we're trying to get you to like buy into our bible buds Oh, like no doubt is it like a venmo right i think like can i venmo have you, guys? you accepted oh no have you accepted weed as your lord and savior <laughs> nah man i haven't i haven't i'm still looking um but uh yeah man no 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 i know that you guys are on that and I, it was more just an interesting like 
like I said, man, I'm, I'm sort of being selfish on this podcast and just like using this as an opportunity to like reflect and shit. Cause I haven't done it forever. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, don't feel selfish. Like that's why we want like to yeah, talk to people about their experiences, about. Yeah. you know, like, and it was just so I, funny. I mean, it's, it's cool that we're like diving into like some of the, like the Bible and stuff, but I don't know. It's more about like your experience with the thing and like where you're at now with it and like how that's evolving or yeah. whatever, you know, like, you guys can have like a so. segment on the cast where it's what would Rob say and you can like take some interpretation and be like how would how would Rob like just be like nah fuck this <laughs> you well, know? Dude, are you are you putting yourself with Jesus in terms of this <laughs> what would Rob say business um yeah I think so I, I'm I think calling so. blasphemy yeah hey blasphemy. that's a good that's a good segue check it out so where do they do that right here is that uh in it's in chapter eleven. They say you're. We're not going to kill you because of the good shit you've done. We're going to kill you because you say you're God. Where is that? Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, at a certain point in the plot to kill Jesus, like towards the end of eleven, you know, like the Pharisees and the you know, the chief priests, like they they are they're recognizing like the force of Jesus. I think, you know, and starting to see that, like, everybody's starting yeah, to see a, that this is, like, the good word and whatnot. There's and a just segment like, in we can't 11. Let this happen. There's a segment in 11 uh, that's just titled The Plot to Kill Jesus. Yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And they're just, like, plotting because they don't want to become powerless and right. have, you know, like, their country ripped from them. Right. Bernie Sanders, 2020. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, I know it's it's so true. It's like, and, and that's the thing that's funny is like by the end, like wherever that is, I can't find it, but they're they're literally just like the Pharisees are like, okay, like you might have done some good shit, like we're not gonna kill you because of the good shit you've done, like we're not even going, like we're going to even acknowledge that you've done good shit by not sure trying to like counter that point. You know, we're not even gonna argue that you've done good shit. We just can't have some dude saying he's God. Like, that's just it, you know? Right. Like, right. so, yeah. fuck everything else. Like, sorry, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's them sort of just being like, we're, like, that's, that's just plain and simple. Like, that's what the Bible's telling you right here is like, they don't even care if you, like, do, do good shit and live the, literally live the life of Jesus as he is living his life in this book like right they're like if if you rattle the system too much like they're just not it's just can't we're coming we after just can't you. we just sorry like it's cool that you like did it all and it's like but we just can't really have it we can't have you shaking we shit can't up have like it that. coexist it's just inconvenient you know that is the story of jesus is like like there's this uh comedian and podcaster that dan and i both like called pete holmes um and he puts it like this where he says like jesus wasn't killed because he told everyone to love each other right he was killed because he was a fucking revolutionary who was challenging power structures and uh telling people to like really think for themselves yeah bro and at the time, like, that was very, very radical. And uh, that's why he was fucking crucified. 
wasn't from sure. him and telling people, people starting, to love each other. Yeah, and people were st- starting to believe it in it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My uh, so. that that same teacher I keep talking about, he was the one. That was when I first heard about just Che Guevara's name. Was with that eighth grade teacher, you know, just like same shit like you're saying, just like learning about people that were just challenging power structures. And, dude, what's so funny about this teacher, too, is that the parents fucking hated him. They did not. I fucking bet they they did. They did not fuck with him. They were like, who the fuck? A little progressive for their taste, They were like, who the fuck is this person that is telling my (laughs) 13-year-old to write a letter to George Bush? You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. And I was like, Mom, this fucking war is some bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was. You know what I mean? But, like, I was just like, or, you know, I was like, I'm not buying Nike oh, anymore. So you know? good. And, that's like, so you know, uh, so, yeah, he uh, he was the shit introducing us to people like this and whatnot. But also, man, like, he he was not, not liked. He was not liked at yeah. all. And that was also some bullshit because I was like, you parents are all fucking like, like this dude is only challenging you to be a better person. Like I was in eighth grade and I could, I could realize that maybe I didn't understand how complicated it is and shit. Like, you know, when you're like a 40 something year old person with kids and shit in a marriage and whatever, and your kids asking you to like, you know, go vegan or whatever. But like, uh, so maybe there's something, but it was also like pretty clear that like this teacher was only trying to make these people more compassionate and aware of the world. Sure. And the amount of like fucking flack that he received for that shit was very eye opening. You know what I mean? For to sure. E- to even well, to a 13 year old, you know what I mean? Him asking you to be a better person is, is challenging a lot of stuff. And it's funny that you bring that up because um, I've noticed just for myself as a songwriter and a lyricist um, that so much of my lyrics it like is touching on that point of mm-hmm. be, of trying to be a better person I, I, I explicitly talk about it all the time in my lyrics like <laughs> trying to be better trying to be a better man trying to be a better person trying to whatever um, like I can go back through the hundreds of songs that I've written over the last, you know, decade. And like, especially if I look at the last five years, like I would say 75% like are touching on that theme in some way. It's interesting that like, cause for me, like songwriting and especially lyrics and the, and the songs that I choose to present to the world are, um, ones that I feel like were, uh, in like, inspired by some sort of like divine intervention um they make you want to know like share with sort people of just, yeah they sort of just came to me they sort of just came to me um and those are all the songs that are about like what does it mean to be a better person like wrestling with that question mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just it's i don't know it's just interesting this is an interesting thought that when you were talking about that like uh yeah it's something that i feel like i've been wrestling with for uh a super long time just like how do i be 
a better version of myself? How do I get better every day? Um, and I feel like Jesus and Buddha and like all of these spiritual teachers are sort of mapping this out for you of like how you become a better version of yourself. You know, it's exactly. not about it's not about denying yourself. It's not about um, giving your giving yourself to something and saying like, well, Jesus has saved me. And so now, like, my eternal soul is saved. Like, no, it's about, like, in this actual, like, in our present life, like, how do you be the best version of yourself and strive towards that? And it's a constant journey. Like, it, it's never ending. It's right. just, it just keeps going. Same well, way that you're talking about playing the drums and, like, how that's just, like, an endless hole. Like, the right. spiritual practice is also the same way of just like you're never going to be the person that you ideally want to be but like you can the striving towards it is the is the important piece yep and how can you know that you're trying that you're genuinely trying your best you know what i mean versus just phoning it in um right like how do you evaluate all these things it, it just becomes sort of a clusterfuck of like thoughts you know what i mean um, but it is, I think, yeah, the thing at the end of the day is it's like, it goes back to that shit where it's like only, you can only enter through the gate. Like you're just playing yourself otherwise, you know what I mean? Like, I like to think of the Bible yeah. and shit as being a little less like loving as, as people read it and reassuring, you know what I mean? Like if you read this shit as being like a little less reassuring and just a little bit more like like truth bombs you know what i mean like you're just like okay if i'm playing myself i lose so i gotta go through it <laughs> you know what i mean right. like you're talking about like reading it more as like these are hard truths yeah it's just like bro it's a fact like and and the thing is is like the fact doesn't care like like not in the way that people interpret this shit to be like yo on my deathbed if i just like get all like holy you know what i mean like i'll be i'll have fully lived it's like no that's not like you're gonna die then <laughs> you know like like <laughs> like the other person would die if they if they lived a fucking good like whatever like intentional life and the only difference yeah. is that one of those people fucking lived like when they were living and the other person was just fucking not not on their real shit not actually living you know what i mean like Right, it's like you've already right. been played. You know what I mean? Um, so You played yourself. Yeah. like, And that's why I do think that... Uh, yeah, keeping... Like, use, you can... Using this shit as a vehicle for sort of, like, just internal, like, reflection and, like, finding the balance of, like, self-care moments and of like hard truth moments is such a delicate thing that's often so just abused you know what i mean like and that's a, another way that people are just fucking manipulated by this shit is like somebody's like for sure treating this thing like it's a hard truth moment where it's like nah this is a comfort moment you know this is a it's all good moment and it's just yeah i don't know it's just all in an internal reflection situation mm -hmm. this isn't like yeah no one's no one's path is the same because that's the thing like the bible's not really about like the gospels i don't really 
think that they're about Jesus. Like, you know, people, I think people spend a little bit too much time thinking about themselves and viewing themselves from the perspective of Jesus when they should really view themselves, everybody as a principle, like as a practice should view themselves as like, what if I'm the Pharisees in this moment? You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, absolutely. You and are like, speaking my fucking language right now. That's not the way that like motherfuckers read the Bible. You know what I mean? Not not yeah. where I went no. to school. It's about like, it's about uh yeah, Jesus is not talking as Jesus. He's talking as the Christ. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things are things within ourselves, right? So we have our own Christ consciousness, we have our Pharisee consciousness, our Sadducee consciousness. We have our fucking educy consciousness, which is uh, a f- something that's not mentioned in the Bible, which was Jewish people that just were like, we're going to go out into the wilderness at this time and like just live out there. Like Word. we have we have all of that within ourselves. And I, I totally agree with you of just like that's the best way to read this thing. Yeah, is- it's just like how does it benefit you to think that you already got it figured out? Like, how does it benefit you to read this as Jesus? If there's always something to be learned or something to gain or, you know, more drums to be practiced, whatever it is, like, what do you gain from reading it as the, from the perspective of the person that has completed it? You know what I mean? Like nothing, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you read that shit the other way around, if you read that shit as as the people that are missing the shit, uh, yeah, in a as mystical the broken, because we're all fucking fucking broken, lost, whatever people. Yeah, then you're like, oh wait, cool shit. Whoa, you know, like there's movement, there's growth. Yeah, maybe or maybe there's not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some. There's but some, all just out there's here. Something. But to Kurt Vonnegut's point, like, what's the harm in thinking that, like, maybe there is growth? Right. Maybe there is an opportunity to, to be a better person. Maybe yeah. there is an opportunity to tap into something deeper. Um, it might all be bullshit, but, like, if it affects your life in a in a positive way, then, like, what's wrong with that? Which is a big different, a big shift that I've had with, like, religious people. Yeah, uh, I feel like when I came out of religion, I was very much just like anyone who's religious is a fucking dummy yep. and a total dupe and fucking brainwashed. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, nah, some of them like some of them are are doing something very real. And, like right. they just have a real religious practice. And like they are like, even though they're, they might not consciously know it. They are approaching it in this, like, very healthy way of sort of, like... Right. Um, yeah. Just more, like, yeah, wanting to, to better themselves and and be a solid pillar of their life and their community. To me... They don't allow their religion to, like, keep them from being a free thinker. Yes, no right. doubt. No right. doubt. I feel like that's, like, our grandma to me. Our grandma's the shit, dude. Like, she's on some very, like, pro- pro- progressive, mystical yeah. shit, and that's, like, some stuff she, that, like, I've always been really keen with her. Which is amazing, because your grandma's old as fuck. She's got to figure it out, bro. Yeah. Yeah, she's... She's, she's like, 81, yeah. and she's just, like, she's on some other shit, man. She's she's definitely been one of those people that have, like, 
I feel like I'm open to all all walks of life. Yo, because of yes. her. I've only I've only degree. met your grandma a couple of times, um, but both times that I met her, I I had this sense of like meeting someone that was like on some other shit. <laughs> yeah, know? dude. Yeah, dude. She she's like on some. She's she's. Uh, I knew nothing about she's her. She's full of spirit, dude. Yeah, she's the. She fucking... really was like I felt it. I felt it when I met her. Like she really was full of something. Yeah, she's um, the house on the hill, dude. She's, uh, she's the house on the hill. She's like she's like the like like. The one that's like got it, you know what I mean? Like she's like the fucking like prophet. Like I'm like I should just be like, like not even in what she says and shit, but just like the way she approaches her shit. Right. The uh, way that she's embodied. Yeah, these, exactly. Like, I'm just like whoa, yeah. like you are fucking far out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and dude. Like, she just wants everybody to like do their and thing. This is tight. Like, whatever yeah, makes like, them buzz. You, you got something. You're probably happy. You know what I mean? Like you're probably like pretty happy that's that's cool like this is probably what this but shit's also about. know that she has her struggles absolutely and shit. just like anybody else like has absolutely. like you know re- re- like you know all kinds of re- you know relationship issues on any level yep. you know and like managing relationships is like difficult for any human even if they're like dialed and tapped into something you know bro and that's the right. reason that it's important to like not deify anyone you know what i mean to not make anyone a god <laughs> a god um whoa dude what cough was that, that was a <laughs> bro that was just a uh not a coronavirus cough i tell you what um but trying to have you back on this podcast dog damn dude <laughs> took it to the dark place real quick um <laughs> It's real on, out man. here, dude. Uh, he fucking said it, dude. He said you're, we're all going to die. We are going to die, man. That's what I've, I've thought about it. I've been like, dude, this <laughs> the coronavirus be, you know, might kill yeah. me. Like, that's it, it could kill any of us. Like, it could kill any For of sure. us. For sure. That's sort of crazy. It's wild shit. Yeah. It's wild um, shit. But damn it, I don't remember what I was saying. But grandma's on her shit. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. She's she's doing just like her there's thing. there's good people in every group oh, and yeah. there's shitty people in every group. That was right. Even in even in the most progressive thinking people, like there's shitty people in those groups too, and there's good people that like yep. are conservative and you know like. My point is that there's uh. Er, yeah, everybody's doing their thing. Everybody's everybody's got their struggles. We like to like make our saints or into gods or fucking Gandhi and Mother Teresa and. Make them seem like they never were pissed off or anything, which then makes it completely unattainable if you experience any of those other emotions, you know what I mean? And it's false, you know? And so it's why it's important to, like, meet people like Grandma who are, like, on their shit, like, doing fucking amazing, like, just in in a wonderful place, and then also see that people are still fucking human, and still get yeah, frustrated. Man. You know what I mean? It's like not like it's not like this thing that you just don't experience. It's not this like prodigy thing. It's this thing it's like a, this thing that you can work on and work towards. You know? Yeah, it's just like the being the light thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Just being the light for others. Mm-hmm. Trying to be and it doesn't necessarily have to be this vocal thing. Yeah. You know? It's usually better when it's not. That's what I was gonna say. For me yeah. at least. That's what I was gonna Serve say. Serve others. When both of you guys were were talking about the shit, I I think that 
for me, what's so crazy is it just, it's, I get, it's so caught up. Semantics are so tied to like emotional responses for me, uh, probably because having been tried to be evangelized, <laughs> you know what I mean? And feeling like that was like a violation of my like space, you know what I mean? Um, my, my personal inv- development space and shit, you know, uh, semantics are such a crazy thing. And I think that like, that's, that's such a thing that gets in the way of shit and it makes sense that it does. And I think it should, but it's also so hard because it's like, you can have people saying the same thing and believing the same thing, but not able to communicate about it and being so fixated on being communicating about it, you know, that, that it's just like, fucking whiff swinging a miss from both sides you know what i mean uh yeah semantics semantics are so real i think this is so interesting this is like a this is like a little like catholic ptsd therapy man i never thought about it (laughs) i never thought about the whole thing it's sort of the whole thing with the bible of like uh the semantics of it and just like the way that you interpret um any of these sayings, any of these teachings, any of these verses, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you are under, if you're interpreting it from like a literal perspective, that's the, that's the seed of fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're able to like kind of pull it apart a little bit and view it as something a little bit more mystical, then, uh, it becomes this like deeper spiritual teaching um and yeah it's really interesting to like even just dissect like a singular verse like even like John 316 mm-hmm. which is maybe the most famous well probably definitely the most yeah. famous christian verse ever yeah right yeah um at least on the billboards yeah, there's there's so many ways to interpret that right. and i think like what we were talking about before of like if you understand that like Jesus is not speaking as himself when he's saying these words he's speaking as the Christ which the Christ is something that lives within all of us right so he's he's uh speaking as our own higher selves right. essentially Something that we can all tap into. Right, right, right. Um, Everyone's got it. And so so now it's like a totally different fucking thing. Yep. It's a totally different thing. Yep. Whereas, like, if you take it literally, then, yeah, you have American evangelical, like, yeah, the shit that I grew up in, which was... Westboro Baptists. Yeah. You got it Yeah, and then you get that, too. Yeah, you get all this fucking gnarly bullshit. Which is terrible. It's it's uh, it, it it serves no good purpose in this world. Um, and it's so interesting that this book, like what you even going back to you saying that like this is probably the most influential book uh, ever, mm-hmm. which I think it it definitely is. Um, and yeah, it's so interesting to see the way that it's been adapted in the modern world. Uh, especially being so fucking old. Like, it's such an old book, um, and it's just been co-opted in so many different ways 
to even affect laws that exist in our current society. Yeah, man. Um, that's just fucking hilarious, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's fucking wild. It's crazy. It's wild. This is a book. Because, like, the ten... The Ten Commandments book, are dude. the Ten Commandments are very clear in terms of like don't murder, don't steal, yeah. don't whatever. Yeah. All of that is good to have in our like current like moral code. But there's nothing in the Bible that explicitly says, uh, if you're pregnant with a baby, like early term, like don't abort it. Right. There's nothing that says that. There's nothing that says that. Right, right, right. Where, where Christians are pulling that from is like, it's very loose. It's super loose. Well, There's you know, nothing that explicitly says. You know what's super interesting about that, too, is that another piece of literature that is, I would argue, in the exact same way, being just grossly misinterpreted, is like the fucking Constitution of the United States. You know what I mean? And it's by a lot of the same people, like Bible bashers and people that'll fucking cite the Constitution and their fucking amendments and yeah. shit. And just and like, that's only like a few hundred years old. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny because it's it's like same, a lot of overlap between people that are that will interpret the Bible in this sort of fundamentalist way and interpret the fucking Constitution in this fundamentalist way, you know, in this way that serves me way. Um, but doesn't actually serve me because you got to go through the front gate. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, yeah, it, it's so interesting. It's just the way that the shit, the narrative and, and, and story just gets crafted and then it becomes like sort of, you can't question it. You know what I mean? You can't, it's, it's, it's become not just the text, but the reading of that text has become like standardized, you know? Yeah. Fucking a, dude. We've done like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to wrap this? We're shit deep up? as shit. Yeah. I've been trying to. I've been every like ten minutes. I'm like, I need to go, but then I just keep talking. <laughs> so um, I'm just, you know, I'm so caught, much to talk about. This fucking conundrum, man. Yeah, yeah dude. Let's wrap well, it. Let's wrap it. You're you're family. And you're welcome to come hang out with us and talk about the Bible some more in the future. Hey, whenever you need a three-hour episode, I got you. I would love to be a recurring <laughs> guest. We should definitely dive into some more with you for sure. Yeah, nothing um, really happens in 12 and 13. Jesus predicts his death. He's like, I'm going to die. And Jesus has his Tarantino moment where he fucking washes the disciples' feet. Yeah, that was he has yeah. his foot fetish moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his, uh, um, his, you know, that's a that's a powerful statement about class right there. I would love to do <laughs> next time. I want to come at you guys with like a, a Marxist reading of the Bible. That'd be tight. Oh, uh, I love that. I let's love do it. Yeah, let's we do can it. pick a um, we can pick a gospel or something, and and then I I'm not gonna do it myself. I'll like look up some. I'm sure there's some fucking yeah. scholar that does yeah, no, this that shit, sounds, and we can talk that about that great. shit because uh, well, great. that'd be tight. I'll put all the links in the episode notes. People should definitely check out uh, your music projects. Hey. And I'll put those links in there too for the high pulp and the sun. There's King. no lyrics in that music, so you don't have to worry about listening to my bullshit. It's just, it's just <laughs> instruments. But follow follow Bobby Grooves and uh, all the wonderful things he does. And thanks for being our first guest, hey. dude. That was fucking yeah. Man. Thanks so to y'all. Thank that was a so blast much. thinking about this shit, man. I like seriously, I haven't thought about this for like ten years. 
Shout out to Clarence, man. I'm going to send this fucking podcast to Clarence, Fucking bro. Clarence yeah, is dude. the hero of this <laughs> whole thing. I need to read some more vibes. I want to meet this guy. I got to meet this guy. I'm sure you will at some point, um, man. He's, he's around. And, and thank you to the listeners. If you've bared this far yeah. into the, the three hours, uh, we're, we're doing this remote for the first time, and the timing can be a little difficult. So just f- forgive us for any of uh, the trampling of one another's statements uh, Can you, see, statements if, can you here. see if anybody makes it this far? Or do you not get that data? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really I don't need to know I want to know yeah, man It don't, it don't I matter I want to know If somebody made it this far Because somebody's going to At some point Is all I'm saying I hope they do I hope they do <laughs> I can tell you and, At least uh, one person will Hey, At least one person will It'll I bet be my me. mom listens To the whole It'll thing It'll be me Editing this episode <laughs> Alright Whoever makes it this um, far You gotta go put Like a fire emoji In the comment Or something Of the Instagram hey, links, post Links in the episode notes For everybody And uh, Bible Buds pdx at gmail.com you can send us your emails and at bible buds on instagram and uh smoke pray love everybody thank you so much gentlemen hell yeah yeah dude thank you that was Rob, you want to do, you do a proper send off with me I, I always do a bless up send off uh, yeah uh, do so I you want to do that with me do i just cool. say bless so up? let's do it let's do it uh your style with the clap, so one, two, three, four, and then the bless up. So one, two, three, four, bless, bless up. up. <laughs>